0: It is quite gay from the beginning and the end. It's just gay, 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 gay. Like no like explicit stuff, but it is.
1: A podcast proudly committed to doing the hard, anti-racist labor required to bring more equity about in this deeply inequitable world. Equity is a word that has recently gotten something of a bad rap in certain circles, of course. But equity is really just about an attempt to take things that have been unfair for far too long and make them just a bit more fair. Here's a helpful example. Let's say that 70% of white people have an ownership stake in their home, but just 40% of black people have an ownership stake in their home, while the rest pay rent. Assume that home ownership is an important path to building personal wealth for the purposes of this example. In order to help close the racial wealth gap in this country and make things more equitable, a good anti-racist policy could conceivably include programs directed at black potential homeowners that make it easier for them to purchase their first home. Over time, more black people would have an ownership stake in their home, helping close the racial wealth gap, and the planet would be that much more equitable, at least in that one small way. Progress. Sometimes, though, it's hard to implement such complex programs designed to mitigate complex problems. The world is a big, complicated place with a lot of unforeseeable variables and consequences. That's why it can be helpful to look at what are called natural experiments, an observational study of the natural world with different outcomes for different groups. The coronavirus has provided social scientists with an invaluable series of possible fields of observational study especially in terms of considering different anti-racist policies we might consider in the future. This week, for example, we found out that registered Republicans in Florida and Ohio had higher excess death rates than registered Democrats, driven by a large mortality gap in the period after all adults were eligible for vaccines. In other words, the coronavirus pandemic and the fallout from it helped close the inequitable gap of negative health outcomes between the races. The coronavirus, which started out looking kind of racist, turns out, on the longer run, to in fact be an anti-racist pandemic. Given this fact and our commitment to equity in all its forms, of course, yes, we should prefer policies that raise life expectancies for the less healthy groups rather than lower life expectancy for healthier and whiter groups. But still, if you were drawing this thing up in a lab with the understanding that policies and pandemics are either racist or anti-racist, it must be acknowledged that a pandemic that disproportionately causes excess death for whites isn't great, but at least it's not racist. (laughs) My name is Bob, sitting across the way from my good friend and co-host, that's Abe. How you doing tonight, Abe? Doing well, Bob. Yeah, here we are. Lori's here. How you doing, Mark?
2: Sounded like both of you just slowed down to .75 speed there. <laughs> that's, that's,
1: that's podcasting speed. That's how you keep the assholes who play us at, like, one and a half speed. <laughs> Make us sound ridiculous. Tonight is Wednesday, October the 5th, 2022. Big news on the Fancy Peanuts front, Abe. We got oh. a shipment in today. Eleven hundred dollars in fancy peanuts showed up on the front porch today. It all fit in in the palm of two hands.
0: Did you say eleven
1: hundred no, it's
2: exaggerating
1: I'm exaggerating. Oh,
0: what's that
1: you remember we ordered the fancy peanuts for the kids and their oboes and their and their their various orchestra Cellos. instruments, the oboes? cello
0: am I supposed to remember that what happened? Oh, Abe, hey, we talked it about it on the show. No, you you're what am talking I talking to? You I'm don't even do a know callback, your friends.
1: A callback for Abe.
0: Within each episode, maybe. Come on, Bob. Big We ask. spent
1: like 20 minutes talking about fancy <laughs> peanuts and what an outrageous ripoff it is. These kids listen
2: there. to you when you talk reasonably.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you, though. It's not the peanuts that really got me. It was the fucking yogurt-covered pretzels. So it's like $17 for a bag of yogurt-covered pretzels. And there are maybe like, 14 of these little, like, half-dollar-sized yogurt-covered pretzels, which, like, a, a buck and change for each yogurt-covered pretzel? It's
0: pretty steep. It's Joe Biden's
1: America is what it char-
0: is. Is it for charity or something?
1: Yeah, <laughs> fucking charity. Dave
2: the- this school has a big orchestra and... This is boring for the listeners. Yeah, they remember. they remember. All the
1: people out there in podcast <laughs> land remember this. I think I even titled the episode something about fancy peanuts. It's, I mean, I could be wrong about that. I'd have to check.
0: If uh, if you guys are doing some sort of trick on me, there's no way of me telling It literally does not register at all. Yeah. It's like, sometimes I'm it's like, doing, that sounds familiar.
1: This is why we definitely need to redo... Like what? The, in, yes! in, the interview of Abe to I get Abe's saying story it again. i since you
2: guys started again.
1: Because the whole thing will have proved, proved to have been just entirely made up on That's the fly. Right. Because he has absolutely no recall. Wait, Can- no, not Canada. I was never in Canada. We came through Jamaica. I don't know what you're talking about. That's what it was. Anyway, we're recording on a Wednesday. We took Monday off. Lori was... I was fine. Slightly under the weather. Bob Um, was
2: lazy is what that is. Wasn't lazy. I was like, I feel totally fine. I can just sit and listen to you blather on and I'm fine. And Bob was like, no, you're not feeling well. You're definitely, Katie had a cold, and you're not feeling well. It was like, I'm totally fine.
1: It was true. I'll put <laughs> No, I'll you're put, not. There's a picture of you from Monday on my phone right now. <laughs> you watch out. I'll put it up on the website.
2: Put it up on the website. I'm a perfectly I, unattractive, healthy it's person a, it's in that picture. a rough picture.
1: That's all I'm saying. Anyway, we're here on Wednesday. Let's get the sports out of the way, because, man, what a weekend of sports it was, oh, yeah. Abe. Deeply unpleasant, just high stress, just constant anxiety all weekend long for me. The Atlanta Braves had a big series against the Mets. A sweep. Ended in a sweep. You went on Saturday night, didn't you? I did. A lot of fun. Let's set the stage here. Set the stage. Back on June 1st, so two months into the season, the Braves were ten and a half games out of first place. The World Series champion defending Atlanta Braves. 10 and a half games. They were four or five games under 500 at that point. They'd been playing like dog shit, largely. And then suddenly in June, they reeled off 14 wins in a row. And before I think July was out, they were within like four or five games, maybe even three and a half at one point in June. I'm not sure about that. But anyway, the Mets played well throughout the entire season, like fairly consistent. They had a little hiccup here and there. The Braves, since June 1st, have i believe the best record in baseball maybe they're one game behind the dodgers or something like that but just have been fantastic ever since and uh at one point actually during the summer we probably talked about it on the show the mets and the braves had a big five game series in new york and they lost four out of five of those games and it was then after that series that i thought all right, we'll win the wild card, probably, because we're a pretty good team. But there's no way right. that you can drop four out of five games to and and really, along the way, just get demolished. Like, they just looked like the, the far superior team during that series. And then they had the opportunity, just by having played so well for the last few months, uh, that a sweep of the Mets here at home in the second-to-last series of the year was going to all but guarantee them Uh, the division title for the fifth consecutive year right lo and behold uh, in a a thrilling three-game series the Braves won all three and you were there on on
0: Saturday now Now, uh slightly different circumstances but isn't this kind of what happened last year where they eventually won the whole thing kind of a slow start and uh they kind of picked up the pace sort of except so
1: last like this team has now won 102 games because they won another game tonight or is it 101? I don't know. They've won over a hundred games. It's an unusual thing for baseball teams to win over one hundred games. There's a, a three, four, four of them did it this year, but it's a relatively unusual thing. Uh, last year the Braves only won like I want to say eighty seven games or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was like under ninety, season. right? Yeah, it, it was, was not ninety. Yeah. And really they just had a very good September and their bullpen held together and had a, a strange sort of unforeseen run through the playoffs uh this is a team on the other hand that has just played awesome baseball and just mashed a ton of taters just hits home prodigious home run hitting team uh big offense good starting pitching and again the the bullpen in the the back half especially has been pretty great with the exception of kenley jansen uh the the closer and so yeah it's not it's not. It's a it's a whole different thing from last year because there there was no great team in the National League East last year. And then the Braves just got hot at the right time during the playoffs. Uh, this is like the Mets and the Braves were obviously two of the best teams in baseball all year long and had an exciting end, end to the uh, season. That they came out of that series, the Braves needing to win just one game in the final three games of the season. And or the Mets needing to just lose one game of the final three games of the season. It's a good thing that the Braves squeezed out a win last night against the lowly Marlins, two to one, because the Mets blew the doors off the Nationals in all three of their games. So a magic number of one, and the Braves only got one out hey. of the uh, out of the six possible occurrences. How was need. the how was the the field on uh, on Saturday? What was the atmosphere like?
0: It it was great. I mean, we arrived like right at first pitch. It was. Nice. One of these double head, like there were like two birthdays at the on the same time. I went from a three year old's birthday thing to a forty year old's birthday thing. Uh, by the way, at the three year old thing, it, w- it was at some sort of event place, like one of these like fun house, like bouncy walls, just kids uh-huh. running around. And I get there, I don't have any kids. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa where, where, where's your kid? Yeah. Like, you know, they have all these rules. I'm like, what? No, I don't, yeah. I don't have they any kids. They don't kid. want
2: you to be a single guy. I worked at Chuck E. Cheese, and that was a
0: thing. I'm just,
1: I'm just here for the bouncy walls, sir. What's like, the problem?
0: I'm like, no, no, I'm here for that kid. And I'm like, go, no, no. I
1: am an inflatable bounce house enthusiast, and I will not have my reputation
0: besmirched. <laughs> They, like, walk me to the, the party. I'll bet they did, yeah. yeah. they're like, all right, we've got to keep an eye I mean, on this guy. Probably of thing. Anyway. fucking
1: fingerprinted you and, like, <laughs> took a shoe or something.
0: So we go to the game, and uh throughout the game, it just feels like, oh, the Braves have this. Uh, like, at some point during the game, I forget when, but it became apparent in the group that there was another the, the other game that I didn't think anything of, the football game
1: the was, georgia missouri uh, uh, game
0: going the wrong way but a lot of people are just like oh what the fuck georgia's down by like 10 and this is probably something everyone who goes to a brave game knows and i know it every time i go there but like i forget i guess every time i go there too uh the braves are a regional team so it's like everybody in the group is like clemson fan Braves fan Georgia Tech fan, Braves fan, yeah. Alabama fan, Braves fan. So everybody the Braves just
2: have a much larger fan base. Yeah, yeah, than it's like the they, Georgia Bulldogs during right. football.
0: Yeah, they cover so much ground. But in my head, I'm thinking I'm doing the the bad math. Like, well, you're a Braves fan, you're probably a Georgia fan, which is not true. And now we're talking to people, a lot of Alabama fans are like, <laughs> your team. Right. <laughs> it's like they yeah. thought we were on the same page a second ago. Like Auburn. Uh,
2: yeah. Tech,
0: yeah. <laughs> But no, the game ends, and uh, at the end, uh, again, the game ends, everything's great, they win, they won all of the games, but uh, during the weekend, uh, on the way out, there was, like, this fight, these Met fans were, like, upset at something, we didn't really catch what, hap- what started it, somebody said somebody spat at How somebody. How many people died? No one died, they were just kind of, you know, oh, like... Good. <laughs> like so these. it was
1: not like an indonesian soccer match no before, exactly. no
0: it was just like you know look, somebody's holding their friend bag hold me back bro like you know these fucking frat bro types uh and but it just kind of caused a uh, a backlog uh but other than that it was a great great festive uh environment uh
1: and, did you guys uh, did you like hang out at the battery afterwards no we hung take- out
0: at the parking lot because it took like 40 minutes to get out like we were uh given uh these supposedly good parking spots and I didn't realize this cuz I always get we always get parking spots that are a little further out it takes a little walking but that walk is a good investment because you get past the traffic yeah. and you leave at a, you know much faster we park like right next to the Truist Park and it took forever literally forever to get I think like 40 minutes to just that's, leave the parking area
2: That's a really good tip I think. Yeah. There
1: was in Atlanta at Turner Field where if you parked, if you got there early and then parked like at the end of the blue lot, not near the stadium, but right there on the overpass yeah. over 85, you could leave the blue lot and like a hundred yards later get on the connector yeah. headed north. Yeah. And yeah. it was wonderful. Yeah. And you always want to, and then you'd go there and some fucking parking lot Nazi would be like, no, you got to come park down here. It's like, no, no I'm just going to park <laughs> <laughs> at the exit, because that's – I know the, the yeah. whole place is empty. Don't tell me what to do with the car. I've just paid fucking right. $30 or whatever <laughs> to park here. Let me pick my spot, right, right, you know, because right. okay. what I want is the is the exit hole yeah, here the, at the exit,
0: end. And it should be – by the way, if you're in this parking uh, uh, scheme that they're in, they should know what your intent is. Why are they harassing? Like you can't right. – T- see also, who's going to get ideas? who's going
1: to get in trouble here? Yeah. You weirdo with the flag! Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> You're making eleven dollars an hour. You don't care where I put my yeah. car. There's no one else here yet. Right?
0: Relax. <laughs>
1: just give me the stupid tear off ticket that yeah. nobody's ever looking at anyway. What the fuck?
0: Transaction over. <laughs> Interaction yeah. over. Just fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Should just uh, do
1: that. Anyway, great great weekend for the Braves, and then the it was a very frustrating series against the Marlins, which that was probably part of what i was thinking on monday in addition to you know really a deep level of care for my wife's well-being is that i didn't want to be trying to follow two baseball games at the same time as uh, i was recording a podcast of course oh yeah all all's well that ends well here in terms of getting into the playoffs the Braves do not have to participate in the bogus uh, three game series that is wild card week in major league baseball and they will await their opponents
0: what it, like a come, week out, like Tuesday, I
1: think. Yeah, it's like six. Yeah, six days from now is the the first playoff game the Braves will play.
0: Has this uh, format proven successful in any kind of way? Like, uh, f- I'm sure financially it's a pretty good thing. But uh, like, is this it-
1: the first? Is this uh, the the second year of this exact system? I think, or yeah. maybe it's the first year. I, I don't remember. Yeah, because they, they, they keep fucking like with the goddamn one... playoffs and yeah. it sucks. Yeah, but th- this is a new system. I'm sure that it will be fine and stupid. The problem with any, you know. And I say this to my T-ball team. I'll say it to our wonderful audience here. What makes baseball great in part is how many chances you get to do it, right? So like in the regular baseball season, it's 162 games. You learn a great deal about a baseball team over the course of 162 games. Uh, What you can learn out of a three-game series is almost nothing. Right. And so like what I've always and this is like classic uh, Braves thing, Braves fan thing to say probably given that during the 14 year run of division titles the Braves only won a single World Series. So it's natural for me to have this position probably. So take take that for what it's worth. But the 14 straight division titles to me is is sort of more important and more impressive a record than having won the one World Series. And if we had had won two or three of them instead of just the one, I'm sure I would have felt very happy having won them. But I don't think I would trade that amazing streak of 14 division titles for two more World Series, or one more World Series victory during that span. Right. There was something incredibly special about the length of the excellence that the Braves were able to put together over such a long time. And a playoff system that is now expanded to hell that includes a three-game series at the start followed by a five-game series and then another seven-game series and another seven-game series. It's like, yeah, the the longer series give you a better chance of finding the better team. But as was proven last year when the Braves beat the Dodgers over the, in a seven-game series and the Astros in a seven-game series, they were not the better team than those two teams in terms of uh, raw talent and 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 roster makeup. Right, and they won anyway. Right. Uh, so I, I prefer, in terms of uh, accomplishments, it's a great accomplishment to win your division in baseball, especially when you're in in a division with another 100 win team. So and the Braves have now won five in a row, which is great. I think the the longest current maybe the Astros have have won that many as well. I'm not sure. But the, the Dodgers, for example, won 107, 106 or 107 games last year and didn't win their division because right. the Giants had an, another awesome
0: season as well. Anyway, I don't anyway, know. Anyway, more
2: importantly, how exciting was it when Rennie Curran beat the Freeze?
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> that was great. Although, I mean, I get it that this Freeze guy is like a, almost like a world-class runner. But, like, has he ever gone head-to-head with anybody? He seems to always give everybody – a few seconds.
2: Yeah, but that
0: like he that's would kill anybody that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but what if like one of these like recently retired wide receivers? Right. I mean, yeah. not, no, not no, everybody. No, 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 not no. no. The mystery.
1: If the you don't know,
2: is. you don't know, and it's probably better.
1: The freeze is a quick trip commercial that happens during the <laughs> Braves games, in which a man dressed up <laughs> like uh, these a
0: character or incredible. is it
1: like. Is it inspired like an from icy? The, yeah. Like a like no, a slurpy.
2: He's dressed up like Mr. Freeze from right. The Incredibles.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess he yeah. is. Like a, a light blue jumpsuit and he runs as fast as he can after ha- giving some schlub
0: a head start. Usually
2: right. it's not a schlub. Right. It's like someone who thinks they can run fast.
0: But sometimes right. it'll just be like a fan, sometimes it'll be somebody, yeah, like you say, Lori, somebody who thinks Fast. I, it seems like the
1: the the, the... Anyway, we haven't explained anything oh, okay. yet. All I said <laughs> is that there's a guy in a blue jumpsuit. That's all they start at like the left at left field foul line, I yeah. think, and then they they fire the gun and the guy takes off. And then at some point, some predetermined point, the freeze then takes off from the left field foul line. And it's a race to the to the right field yeah. foul line, and whoever gets their first wins, and the guy gets a big head start, and then the freeze, inevitably, most of the time, like ninety nine times out of one hundred, chases the guy down. Right. And it was former Georgia Bulldog great Rennie Curran yeah. against the Freeze.
0: And he beat him. He beat Mr. Rennie Free Curran him. beat him. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. The it's more be exciting th- than whatever you were saying.
0: <laughs> the most uh the most difficult part seems to be like Mr. Freeze or this, the guy who plays this character, uh, uh, <laughs> the Freeze, Mister, <laughs> Mister. He has to kind of assess how fast the person is. You know, and it seems like at every game it's like, going to be like I don't know. Yeah, if they, we need some we need if some if they, drama here. I know, but how does he? No, like, do you think that they ask it's him to run job. beforehand? I, I want to know what your forty time is, and then hellblower, I'll give you four seconds. I've seen
1: it. I've seen it where the, the schlub is uh, is a, like puts on a bit of a ringer y- performance y- yeah, for the, the first like, third. Like, yeah, and so he sort of lollygags it, and then when he sees the freeze is coming on his ass, he turns on the burners, right, and like saves his energy for the last forty yards or whatever, right. Uh, and could... that that is that has backfired on the freeze before. I've seen him lo- lose to an apparent schlub.
2: What, when do, Are you watching YouTube freeze videos? <laughs> I
1: mean, some, you're on Twitter and somebody posts the freeze thing. You watch it. That should be like a feed It's one of the, one of the better Major League Baseball promotions. By the way. It's better than fucking follow the ball. I like follow the ball, under the, like
0: follow the ball under
2: the cups, in the hats.
0: Yeah, basically, the, so uh, since we're explaining basic the... things to everybody, uh, like uh, when you go to these sporting events, uh, they don't trust you to just, you know, for like a few seconds talk to your friends that are there with you there's always some no. activity in between entertainment yeah it's no. almost like no, he, no fuck you I'm gonna
1: shoot this t-shirt gun at you fuck you pay
0: attention to me it's you cannot you cannot relax it's constantly that so they do the word the ball all right guess is it it's like and then <laughs> how many people are in the stadium <laughs> it's
2: always who something. goes there who goes to
1: these games is like I paid sixty dollars for this ticket to sit in this stadium. And you better goddamn entertain me in between every single down second or I won't have gotten my goddamn money's worth. So you better put some shit on that big screen up there. And there better be a contest. Show
0: people kissing yeah. now. Yeah. they, they seem like they kind of done away with those things. They do the dance like an idiot thing. That's still popular. Yeah. Uh, by the way, on the, the freeze thing, isn't it a bit of a low character move to kind of like scheme your way into victory? The guy is spotting you, right? He can outrun you, right? So be a sportsman. You're just
1: there... No, no, no. I
0: disagree that
1: it's low character because you are there to be humiliated. Your whole purpose of being in this contest is to be humiliated. So anything that you can do to... Uh, humiliate the other guy in that event is is totally fair game. It's
0: not humiliation when you're going up against a world-class runner, right? That's, I mean, he's clearly faster you're, you're than you. You're not
2: forced to do it. Right. You volunteer to do yes, it. Yes.
1: And like many things in our modern life, we volunteer for humiliation. Every time we log on <laughs> yeah. to Facebook.com or Twitter.com, it's just another opportunity to humiliate ourselves in public. I would like we, to hear We might if... even have a podcast, for example— <laughs>
0: I wonder if uh, the freeze guy ever said anything to the people who do that to him. Like, uh oh, you pretended you were slow and then you beat me? You fucking asshole. Yeah. Anyways.
1: Anyway, good for the Braves. Good for Rennie Curran. And good for the Dogs. A tough, I mean, losing by two possessions at Missouri at the half, right? And then I think I said to somebody, I said, we need one of those like that patented Georgia thing that we did a couple of years ago where you look sort of like shit in the first half. And then in the third quarter, the opposing team ends up with like negative 17 yards and zero points scored. Yeah. And yeah, all of a sudden it's happen. a laugher yeah. and that didn't happen. Like right. the, Missouri hung tough. Georgia's offense looked like absolute dog shit. I mean, You'd probably want to slow our roll on the uh, Stetson for Heisman stuff. A little bit.
0: It seems like that Oregon game is a long time ago. Because I mean, Kent State, some it's, random it team puts It seems like
2: an entire football season yeah, has happened.
0: It, I don't know what happened in the last few weeks, but, like, it's been – I thought Ken, the Kent State game would be like, okay, they put a few points on us, but we'll right Nobody the ship. The fuck knows. And then they're down to Mizzou. And now they play, what, Auburn? Oh, that should be it. Auburn.
2: Yeah. Auburn who sucks, and we're going to miss the first we're gonna half. We're going to miss the
1: first half. It's going to be agony. I'm going to be coaching a Little League baseball oh. game during the first half of that game. We nice. won't get home until like 5.30 or 6 at the earliest.
2: Nice.
0: No fun. It's real bad. That should be an easy win, right? Set home.
2: That's what they said about Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, who You know, I did learn about myself when I was like, okay. We might actually lose this game. And granted, it didn't happen, so I can't say that like for sure. I was okay with it because I thought about how we won it all last year. And I don't need that again.
1: Losing to Missouri on the road would be awful. It'd be awful.
2: But it'd be like, oh, okay, well... I wonder who will win the East and I wonder who will win the SEC. Like right. I was very okay with like oh the season's over.
1: No, I'm not okay with it. No, you're the, not. The window's you're open. We gotta, gotta win those titles right now.
2: <laughs> no, I don't we don't need two. One was fucking great. We don't need two.
1: Abe, you know what the uh, Giants did this weekend is they beat the Bears as I said they would. Oh? Yeah. It's uh well on their way to ten wins and the division <laughs> crown. All, all we gotta do is split with the Eagles and we're gonna win that division.
0: By the way, are the, the Eagles Colts, good?
2: I, yeah.
1: Yeah, the Eagles are good. They have a running game and Jalen Hurts has sort of figured it out without without having to do too much. Jalen
2: but, Hurts, like I've always liked Jalen Hurts. No. Be nice to him. Bad
1: bad take. <laughs> Colts, on the other hand, Abe, the my Super Bowl Colts, as you say. Not great.
0: My uh, my confidence in the Colts is very low. Uh, they're playing this. By the time this, you're listening to this podcast right now, they would have lost to the Denver Broncos if they play on Thursday night. This season is a, a total disaster. Oh, the
1: Broncos! The Broncos stink, though. Russell oh, Wilson is bad. You know
0: who else stinks, Bob?
1: That's <laughs> true. Fucking the Colts stink. They have. I watched that. So I watched the extended highlight package on that game, and again, it, like it's this funny thing where when you watch the highlights it doesn't look that bad especially after so the first half was a disaster right yes. they're down like 24 to 3 or something like that after something the first
0: half exactly like that
1: but the offense sort of figured it out and the defense obviously figured it out right. in the second half there's just like uh there's a finishing problem there they, right. they 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 move the ball plenty it's just
0: a i uh I've made some modifications to my preseason prediction. No Super Bowl. Uh, uh, they need to blow the whole thing up and start over. This whole thing is just not – the structure of the team is, is not sound. Uh, they pay yeah. – they have invested the most money on the offensive line, and the offensive line sucks, which is kind of hard to play football with a terrible offensive line and a mediocre old quarterback. It's just no good.
1: So I'm in a weird position with the Giants where I think that, like I said, like they legitimately, they're going to win a bunch of games. And I don't think that Daniel Jones is like a long-term solution or anything along those lines at quarterback. But I also like, they're my favorite team. Like it's weird to like root for them to do badly because you just never know. I'm sort of in the same position, but reversed of like the later Eli years where like all the asshole giant fans are like, ah, Eli, Eli sucks. What do we want? Let's get rid of Eli. It's like, Eli's like yeah sure it's annoying sometimes Eli Manning he's not that great but like he's a competent quarterback yeah and like he's won two goddamn Super Bowls already for the New York Football Giants so we can't be mad at him and like wh- who are you gonna get like what you know how many times you got to draft a quarterback right. before you figure it out like it doesn't just happen right so it's not like there's somebody out there. like right now the Giants they lost Daniel Jones to an ankle injury. He might not be ready this weekend. Tyrod Taylor, the backup, comes in and he gets concussed, so he's probably not going to be ready this weekend. They're working out AJ McCarron and Jake Fromm this week. The Alabama and Georgia quarterbacks.
0: from to be, pot- wow, to be potential quarterbacks wait AJ for the McCarron Giants.
2: from like. 10 years yeah, ago? He's yeah, still,
0: that guy. He's still in oh the league?
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: Wow. He's
1: been a backup, apparently, through the years.
2: Wow. Good for him.
1: Yeah, I yeah, know. Good for him. That's pretty good. I think McCarron was actually Matt Ryan's backup for the entire entirety of last year on the Falcons. No I'm kidding. Pretty sure.
2: Good for He's the one that cried when they won, and I like that.
1: Yeah, you should stop liking Alabama quarterbacks. It's really gross.
2: <laughs> I only like two of them. I hate the rest of them. Yeah. I hate Tua. Sorry, but I do.
1: All right, enough of this parochial sports nonsense. Let's talk uh, uh, a larger sports question uh, a full week ago now. Tua Tagovailoa.
2: Who I hate, who responsible Loring, for the worst night of my life.
1: Does not care for uh, which is the correct take. He was concussed, severely concussed, on, on Thursday night football. Oh, man. that not Oof. Not pleasant to watch. And you have to go back to the week before. Which
0: is like a few days earlier, because like, it's like a short right. week, right? Four days earlier. Right, right,
1: So they went just four or five days earlier. They were playing on Sunday. And he gets knocked out and uh, allegedly evaluated by the unaffiliated t- – like not affiliated to the team, right? So it's there's no, uh, no inside baseball hanky-panky. The, neuro- the neurologist is supposed to be a third objective yeah. party here. And he does his evaluation, and he clears him to – participate again in football activities
2: well when i hurt my back i get very dizzy and fall down (laughs) that's
0: yeah that back injury the sequence of events did not make sense uh i did not know first of all with this concussion protocol that you can game it somehow like somebody i think it was bart scott or some former player was explaining how the way that it's set up is that they do a baseline of your cognitive skills, right, and they would deliberately be like, and then if
2: you're black, it automatically starts lower, right? right? But
0: you can then further uh, lower it by just just answering stupid things like, "What day is today?" You know, and say, "Earth." Like how Bob like, did right. for his
2: bowling class.
0: <laughs> Wait, what?
1: Lori's <laughs> suggesting that if. You're in a bowling class, and the the point of the bowling class is to improve over time. Right. And your entire grade is predicated upon improving. Right. Well, then in the first week, you just toss it in the gutter. Right. Right. You don't, I mean, you don't want to be too obvious right. about it, but like, it's how you do know, it. And then,
0: yeah, and then, like, all right. right. And then by the end,
2: fall down two or three or four times. Yeah, and
1: by the end, you're a much improved bowler. Right. And you, it, you've paid money to a university in order to get that credit. Right. It's, for some reason.
0: It's a similar you're fucking stupid. <laughs> it's a similar scheme, but I didn't What the hell's the point of having doctors if you can game something like that? So, well, he's just as stupid as before and let's Have send him Have you heard back of and... opiates? What's that?
2: They give that's you right. can just lie to doctors. No,
0: I get they that, give but give you opiates. With, like in that game, and by the way, it the experience of it was almost like, you know, like these weird countries like uh, Russia or or whatever where they're like oh that's what well, you saw is not true something else is true yep. like it's like he falls back and he's like wobbly right just okay i'm not a doctor he looks like he's
1: right and then the, the doctor comes up and he says how many fingers am i holding up and he goes uh seven he's like yep that's exactly what he said last time so it must be true he didn't
0: get it right he last must... time either yeah put him <laughs> that's back that's right. he got it wrong the first time they initially uh uh, suggest that he has like a head injury, and they they just change it. Oh no, it's his back, and in fact, he never had any sort of head related issue. And it's like that's not what I saw. That's not what anybody saw. But okay, and then
1: right, and then five days later, he's doing the crab yeah, hands thing which, on the on the floor of the football field,
0: which I've never seen. You know, they they call it fencing or whatever. Like, but usually your yeah. hands are out. Like he literally did look like he was doing some sort of weird gang thing, which is a, yeah. I don't know what's going on in the brain to get you to kind of freeze like that but it looked awful and uh i think they fired that independent doctor right who was like he seemed fine just the whole thing was bungled uh but again they need to just have some sort of independent thing like if somebody's wobbly just say you're out
1: so i agree like obviously there should be independent thing and they should not let players play again until they've you know, pass whatever protocol. Yeah, and, and all it of should that. be assumed
0: that the players will always want to play. Like, you can't just say, well, he wanted to play. Like, that's not a standard right. at all.
1: Right, right. You can't rely on the players at right. all. They're always going to want to get back out there. Right. It, is there any way, and okay, I don't know which way to frame this question. It seemed like a few years ago, we as a culture were sort of on the verge of having the conversation like, do we really want to keep doing this? Right. Like, is this something like the the Will Smith the Tell the Truth movie?
0: Oh, I'm not going to do it.
1: No. Right. No, I'm what, not going to do what, it. I don't what want restraint. <laughs> just really tremendous <laughs> restraint by me.
2: Uh,
1: I will do it tomorrow during the edit, just so that. Because I know Lori won't go back and listen to it.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna do some racism?
1: <laughs> it's not racism. Because it sounds like you're gonna do some Disagree racism. Disagree that it's a racism. Okay. You sat there through that whole opening and didn't didn't raise a peep. But I can't do my best don't Will Smith impersonation.
0: It. Well, you have two impressions that are both I have, a, I have the, the Denzel.
1: Way. I have the Will Smith. I have a couple different right. Will Smiths That's actually. Independent. Right. I'm, I'm Day. embarrassed.
2: <laughs> When you say that, just saying the words, I get that awful cringe through my upper body. It's so bad. It's
1: charming, the thing that I do. It's what it is. My acknowledgement that it's bad makes it double reverse juju good, actually. Offsetting. Anyway, it felt like for a minute there, we were reconsidering our love of football
2: you might have been to an
1: extent that it <laughs> and it's still like i still watch football and i can't remember the last time i watched a whole football game and i didn't at some point have the thought like oh this is a really awful fucking thing that i'm doing yeah, like yeah, this is part of it this is awful like and even though i'm having fun and it's a great time like and then you see these two dudes especially in college right because they're not even getting paid yeah out. and they they just slam into each other at full force and like they get just a lot of times, yeah, sure, they just jump right back up. But also, I can't help but like, given what we know about CTE, it's like, oh, well, there's a, there's another spot in the brain, right? Like, like yeah. <laughs> that, that, like twenty five uh, years the, from now, that's going to be a real bummer of a spot in that guy's on brain. On
2: Saturday during the Georgia game, there was some, you know, it wasn't like you said they jump back up; it's fine. But it was an audible collision because the crowd was quiet at that moment, and. The commentators were like, "Oh, listen to that again!" Just like, "No,
1: yeah, Jordan, Jordan Rogers, play it
2: again with sound." That's disgusting.
1: Jordan Rogers is is an annoying color guy, and one, one,
2: I'm convinced that's what the problem was was that it was with those guys at that stadium on that network. I'm convinced that's what the bad juju
1: was. Right. One understands that uh Aaron Rodgers is sort of an asshole. But listening to Jordan Rodgers do a football game makes you realize, like, ah, I might have stopped talking to that fucking family, too, if uh, <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Rodgers was my brother. Right. But all of them? I mean, yeah. I mean, if they all stick together because they're all like Jordan Rodgers, I would understand okay. it. Anyway, Uh yeah, Lori's talking about this this one big hit, and they played it like three times in a row, and then they would like they isolated it so that you could just hear the crunch of the helmet on the helmet. Not pleasant.
2: Right. It wasn't helmet on helmet; it was like shoulder pads, right. but it was it was loud. That
1: classic crunch that you get yeah. when you watch a football game, and it's it happens every game, and it happens on every play, right? It's sort of like the old Ralph Nader book from the '60s, Un- "Unsafe at Any Speed," is one way to think about football. Like, it's just... It's unsafe no matter what they do, no matter what they try to fix. It will always be unsafe because... It's not just these like skill position players or these safeties who they crash into each other at twenty five miles an hour and then they're concussed and then they're better in a couple weeks and they get to play. It's the linemen who just yeah, crash. Constant. It's just a, yeah. a, just a constant on every single play, three or four times a play. You're banging heads, banging shoulders in the heads. You're
2: not banging heads, and it's, then eventually you're banging in, onto
1: the floor in
2: force against a, another guy doing that. Right. Even if there's no. Even if your heads don't hit right. anything, there's still a lot of energy. Your body's and just, being jolted. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. It's like a wildly bad for the human body and specifically for the human brain sort of thing that we watch. That doesn't come up when I'm watching baseball. And, like, yeah, there are injuries, in, and there's a similar problem with soccer, right? With headers, I suppose, that people worry about repeated. Repeat it. But it's not the same. You're not constantly doing headers in right. soccer no. in the same way but that you are in it's... football
0: surprisingly a big problem in soccer in youth soccer too like could i right, well
1: youth youth brain injuries are never like there's no such thing as a mild right. youth brain injury yeah. like it's That's, it's just a lie yeah
2: and, and as soon as they stop showing football i'll stop watching it but it can't be on me it's the same with the stupid plastic stop making it and i'll stop yeah. buying it
0: simple corporate
2: right. responsibility right. It should not be up to me right, to not is, watch the thing. That
1: is not a thing that exists, right? So so the NFL makes billions upon billions of dollars every year. It will continue to do so. And though we had a brief moment in the culture where we were icked out by it and sort of reconsidered it, and there was even a dip, you could I mean Donald Trump wanted to attribute the dip in ratings to the fact that players were kneeling yeah. and they love Trump more than they love the NFL or what have you. But in, and, and who knows, maybe it was just weird cyclical nonsense with, in, in terms of uh, uh, cultural interest. Uh, but to me, it felt like there was that sort of football was facing a mild existential crisis. And now it's just completely gone in terms of concern. And I wonder like, is there any ethical way that i can convince myself that it's okay to continue consuming this thing that is like a huge part of my life every fall
0: right probably not i don't Uh,
1: know i don't think there is. so
0: on the tv rating front there was that dip that you uh, described and it's all the way back it seems like uh, the ratings are great they got all these different packages now amazon's in on the action
1: there was what is, it, what is it is something like 75 or the two numbers are 75 and 90 i'm not sure which it is but like 75 out of the top 100 television programs in any given year yeah. are just football yeah, games it's
0: <laughs> remarkable yeah it's like and anytime something does well they're like well if you exclude the super bowl that was great like but every year the super bowl's like Clearing a hundred million viewers. Yeah.
1: CSI, uh, CSI Vegas is the fifteenth yeah. most watched thing on television. If you exclude the first ninety yeah, football yeah. games, of it's the almost year. Like yeah. you
0: almost have to like say, "Well, that's not fair." Uh, let's not include football when we're doing this comparison. But so on the money front, things are looking great. On the viewership front, things are looking great. Somebody uh, during the two uh, between the two two uh, concussions and afterwards, uh, they I, I couldn't find it online anywhere but they said that the youth football participation rate is still continuing to be low like basically it started like 10 15 years ago and so it seems like as far as the feeder system it's still going to be fine because there's a lot of kids that play football but it's taken a dip and it stayed low basically parents are saying fuck this like i'll watch these adults play football but i don't want my 10 year old to get in on this
2: well and maybe they're like not starting until later
0: maybe that yeah but
2: you know, like I'm not going to have my nine-year-old play football, but if he's 13 and it's what he wants to do.
0: Right. Yeah, maybe it'll just become more like a professionalized kind of thing where it's like everybody plays football across the country, especially different parts like in the South and the Midwest and other places. But I wonder if it'll be like, well, I'm not going to be good at this, so why am I getting hit upside the head for fun? I'll just do baseball for fun or basketball for fun or soccer for fun instead of – football it's just such a
1: huge part of the culture for different parts of the country yeah like like
2: ohio yeah that's all they do there yeah
1: yeah and i don't know how if like because i think that undoubtedly the right thing to do is to say like children cannot play football where you have helmets and pads and all of that and the like it's it's just not safe at any speed right there's nothing that we can do in terms of teaching them how to tackle that stops this from being right. a wildly dangerous thing for their brains going forward so we're just going to have flag football until they're until they go to college th- and like it, as an adult you choose to do this then fine but like children cannot be allowed to do this and that that's that's like a radical and inconceivable solution or or I don't even know if it's a solution but it's a it's a fairly radical step that you would take like undoubtedly would be the right thing to do, but there's absolutely no chance that right. they can
0: do, do it. You, do you think that, I mean, I think either scenario is unlikely, but do you think if such a thing were to happen, would it be the parents are pulling enough kids out of football that they some districts and schools can't even feel the team and the whole thing discontinues, or will it be a top-down school district, uh, like regional thing saying, we're going to discontinue this sport, no, because
1: the parents will just replace the school board with, okay. like in the, in the in the Ohio suburbs and in in Texas and in Florida, where yeah I mean any such thing where will football happen. football is fucking everything right. to these people right, like they would okay, well, okay, you voted to cancel football for our kids, then we you don't have a job anymore so basically to put only, people in
0: so the only way this will change is if enough parents pull and they're right so and that's also unlikely, right yeah. So I guess people... Just so, it. so we'll just keep watching football. Yeah,
1: I mean, obviously we'll keep watching football. It's just... It's it's one of those aspects of American culture that feels like you're participating in something that you obviously know is wrong and there's nothing that you can do about it.
2: I mean, I feel the same way about the fucking military. Yeah, sure. So, like, what are we doing? It's There are things that I'm taking advantage of that I don't approve of. Here we are. Is, is, America. It's is, great.
0: Is rugby any safer? Or, I mean, you know, so it seems like there's all these like dangerous, you know, obviously boxing and mixed martial arts, but, you know, they're not doing that in grade school, you know, middle uh, middle school and high school. They're not playing, they're not punching each other at that age.
2: Well, they take karate and stuff.
0: Well, Bob's got his opinions of karate. It's not as uh, physically demanding as uh, (laughs) some of the other things. But yeah, it seems like football seems to be the most. I dare
1: you! I dare you, people in the world, to go drive by any any strip mall dojo that you can find, at at like at that that perfect hour when you can when it's dark outside, but the dojo because I always have these big windows yeah. is fully lit up, and there's an adult karate class happening. And I dare you to watch for more than thirty seconds without. Without laughing out loud, without an involuntary <laughs> spasm of derisive laughter emanating from deep inside your soul, and, and I cannot be done. I, I do not believe it's possible to gaze upon a dojo in which a, adult karate is being practiced and, and not not laugh. It's impossible.
0: It, it, it must pain you to, to realize that some, some others who see the same thing you see are, are like, oh, I need to sign up for that because that's – while they have it, doesn't se-
1: pain me at all. I'm glad because the, the feeder system for adult karate continues, and I can continue driving by the local strip mall and laughing at them. And oh, they could all kick your ass. Yes, they could. And they would do it while I continue to laugh at them, and it would be hilarious. It would be fun.
0: A hilarious. They way to could die. absolutely
1: kick my ass. Anyway, um, anything Any other sports topics to talk? Uh, we have. Solved absolutely nothing That's except right. to suggest except, that, uh, this you know, thing are we that we
2: here to solve things. Well, no, shit. it's not here to
1: solve anything. Right. But like, but it just it it feels gross. It continues to feel gross. And when Tua goes down and he's making the crab hands on Thursday night, and it's like, what do you do? Well, we keep watching, and I place a bet on the under right. because I don't think that the Dolphins are going right. to be able to cover <laughs> the number anymore because they lost their quarterback. So maybe at the at the very least, I can make twenty five dollars here before right. the night's over. all right Anyway, uh, I think that's it for sports. I wonder if we should just start a second sports podcast. Right. Just, like, just
2: just
0: switch do, this one. Do
1: two a week. Right.
0: Sports, sports, sports.
2: No, it would only work for like a few weeks of the year. Yeah.
1: Let's see. What do we do first? All right. First, let's touch on what I did in, in my silly opening there. That that is a real thing that happened. The quote that I said: uh, "Registered Republicans in Florida and Ohio had higher excess death rates than registered Democrats." driven by a large mortality gap in the period after all adults were eligible for vaccines. So there had long been this sort of assumption that because Trump supporters and Republicans in general have proven to be the more vaccine-skeptical group here in the last couple of years, that there would eventually be a correlation between your political affiliation and –
2: whether or not you're dead.
1: and Yeah. Uh, euphemistically, your health outcomes from the coronavirus pandemic.
2: Right.
1: And there's I'll, – I'll put links up in the show notes, of course, but there seems to be reason to believe that that, that has actually come to pass. That in voting district – because they were actually able to match up death records with voting records from 2017, I think, was the year that they used. And they have shown that where there are more Republicans, uh, there are more – Dead people. So there, there is an excess death for people who vote Republican.
2: This is what I was saying to you about the hurricane.
1: Yeah, you said similar things about uh, Hurricane Ian, which is that I think Laurie suggested that people who don't listen when the government tells them to get out were more likely to be Republicans, and therefore, in all likelihood, there's a disproportionate number of Republicans who were killed by the hurricane. I don't know if that we'll will see. I don't know if that will bear <laughs> right. out.
0: And I'll, and I assume that they'll say, you know, cuz didn't the hurricane veer a bit further right than they initially thought? I mean, like geographically. Then they
2: thought at one point. Yes. yes. It,
1: it changed direction suddenly, which of course, of naturally was attributed in six different outlets to climate change. Right. With it abs- changed it went to the absolutely right. Absolutely no <laughs> evidence
2: it whatsoever. turned right it changed. It's climate change. Climate (laughs) climate. is one way, and change is when it turned.
0: By the way, uh, on that on that point, Bob, uh, uh, the people who did jump to that uh, should exercise the same restraint that you did earlier with the Will Smith thing. Because for a long time, uh, and this seems to be like the sound thing, like no one event you can't say anything about, like uh, oh, this is because of climate change. Like you have the climate, and you have the weather. And there's been Would restraint you- a lot because, you know, there was all, always that obnoxious, like, it gets cold one day and, oh, oh look at that. Where's the you know, global <laughs> warming? You know, that obnoxious. <laughs> it's like that. Oh, like,
1: what about global I'm like,
0: wearing my sweatshirt it, here in May. What about that right. global warming? Even though um, the trend line is going
2: up. Yeah. I thwarted your, your direction. We can talk about it later. Talk about what? You were talking about this race covid thing and i changed the subject accidentally yeah I it's mean all the sort that. of same
1: thing we can do hurricane ian as well by the way uh unrelated and stupid observation not even worthy of the chuckle hut on a thursday open mic night but hurricane ian hurricane ian hurricane i can't i can't help but see it like every time no, I, I see I, hurricane hurricane-ian. ian it it's hurricane <laughs> Are we describing something? Are we naming something? Was, what is going on didn't with this hurricane? Didn't
0: naming format change? Like, this seems like back, like the old way. I mean, Ian is like, like Andrew, like, I mean, what, didn't they say they were going to change the way that they were going to name things? And it's like, this is the same naming system. What the fuck is system. Abe
2: talking about?
0: I don't know. What okay. are you talking about? <laughs> so a couple of years ago, they were like, they were going to change the naming structure. It was going to be some weird system. Like, I'm going to have to look it up because... I'm not making this up, but they were supposed to change the format of the names. And they didn't, apparently. Or maybe So not
1: do names or do no, like
0: there, it was gonna be some other format. I forget what it was. This is uh my brain we're talking about, so don't uh hang your hat on it.
1: And stay tuned yeah. to the
0: cast iron
1: brains. <laughs> Find out what Abe's talking about eventually. <laughs> anyway, back to the virus and the disproportionate outcomes. I was obviously making a joke there about equity, although like I do think it's worth pointing out sometimes how profoundly silly all of this talk about equity can be, especially in in just purely in terms of Ibram X Kendi when he says things like either a policy is racist or anti-racist, and if it has if a policy produces disproportionately bad outcomes for black people, then it's racist, and if it produces good outcomes for black people than it is anti-racist. And there is no such thing as a race neutral policy. Applying that sort of a mindset to the world and, and just reconceiving everything in the world in terms of a racist or anti-racist binary is absurd. And the the point of the opening was to point at that absurdity. I don't even know if it's worth saying, but people continue to take this guy seriously for reasons that are completely beyond my understanding uh tanaessi Coates is a really great writer an interesting guy with interesting ideas this guy is not that right. he just he just <laughs> looks like him you're just doing a racism right like that's all that you're doing here uh when you make ibram x kendi into something that he's not
0: right And it's also like uh well obviously flawed logic like uh what you attributed to him just now like by definition it's racist if the outcome is uh, it, you know goes one way i mean it didn't necessarily have to be the case i mean like in an absurd world you could say like basketball rules are racist against white people because there's not a lot of white people playing it, right, in the professional ranks. They must right? be. So it's like eighty percent or
1: something, seventy or eighty percent of NBA players are are black. Right. So it's like that uh, a wildly disproportionate part of the that you know black men only make up six or seven percent right. of the American population, and they dominate the NBA in that way. There must be racist policies in place that are. are- <laughs> contributing to that outcome
0: right it's a very absurd thing but like in some way some of the. St- i mean i i have heard him say some things that like okay that makes some sense but like those points uh don't make any sense at all and he that's usually the thrust of his points like that that's like the through line of his right. arguments but by the way on the uh this access death thing so they this is just two states that they looked at they analyzed
1: I think that's right. I think they only looked so far at Florida and Ohio, and then those I are
2: the only ones that matter.
1: Assume that they will be applying this uh, in larger numbers elsewhere. Are they? Like it'd be more interesting almost to look at something like California, right. uh, and maybe they'll get around to that are, eventually.
0: Are, are these numbers significant enough to where it's going to show up like local elections, state midterm elections? Like they're going to say this is this district? There were so many republican leaning voters who died that the margins are noticeable like you know still a republican candidate i can't
1: imagine that it's going to have that level of impact i mean we're still only talking about i mean only what like we're over a million dead right and even if it's an excess number of republicans like how many excess would it have to be to overcome the difference of a few thousand votes in any given right
0: but that's what i'm saying maybe
1: voting precinct right
0: that's why i'm I'm saying maybe the numbers if they were significant enough uh, it would show up at a very localized level because people do live around people who kind of think alike you know so like It'd
1: be a very dark subject of study for some future <laughs> like somebody working on his phd that's though right. wouldn't it like to identify the counties in ohio and right. iowa right that, fl- like a good that project. flipped from uh, leans red to leans blue right. because of the excess number of dead people. Right.
0: And it'll still remain a mystery how the the head of the Republican Party was pro-vaccine, but the followers were not. Like, it's, it's odd.
1: Yeah, he's pro-vaccine up until the moment that he's not on the top of the ticket anymore. Right. And then all of a sudden he's less likely to... I mean, he, even like out loud, he says things like, "Yeah, we're not gonna." Like he goes to these rallies and he's like, "Yeah, you don't want me to talk about the vaccine. Yeah. so but we're I mean, not we're not gonna do that." He's
0: very like, he's got like that lizard lizard brain where he knows that he kind of is very tuned into the feedback. So if if a line doesn't work, he knows it. So it's like, fuck it, I'll try something else.
1: Right. I don't know if there's anything else to say about that excess death stuff, except that uh, obviously. To be walking around not vaccinated at this point is is pretty silly, and you should probably just go ahead and do it because people die from this when they're not vaccinated, and also by the
0: way, when they're fat. I don't know why that doesn't get
1: said more often.
0: I think Uh, it's all mystery, though, right? Isn't that like a thing? I mean, not just with this pandemic; just in general, nothing health wise good happens if you weigh more than. If you, if you gain 30 pounds, your health outcomes are worse. It doesn't matter what you feel and what you say. And well, what I don't you know, write. because
1: apparently in just in the last 20, I mean, when was Michelle Obama? Uh, tw- 2009, 2010, when she was trying to get kids uh, to eat uh, yeah, more vegetables the, yeah. in the cafeteria? Yeah. That was 12 years ago. And now we get uh, lectures from people at local school districts saying, like, don't shame me because I ate a donut today because wow. that's just a yeah. supremacist mindset.
0: That is true. It, it, we've come a long way on that front because the attacks were coming from "How dare you tell my kids what to eat? They're not going to eat," something. and then, but it was right.
1: It, that that was that was from like your classic cling to your guns and religion fucking maga shitheads, right? Right. Who right. was saying you can't tell me what to do? It's American to eat French fries and, and Doritos and Coca Cola right. from the vending machine.
0: But that was that was the argument. The argument will never. Now, my fat kid is totally fine. You know, like, you know, nothing wrong with a little diabetes, I always say. Like, nobody was making those kind of claims. They were just saying.
1: Right. This is why this is an, it's another classic incoherence of the liberal project, right? Because on the one hand, you're super concerned about equity and the disproportionate health outcomes for uh, black and brown people and poor people in any given community. And then the same exact people turn around and give you a lecture about Uh, not shaming people because they eat nothing but ho-hos and and coca-cola out of the vending machine it's like you can't have it both ways like i understand like doing the activism on the one hand to try to close food deserts and get people fresh fruits and vegetables like do the do that work but you're doing the opposite of good when you don't when you when you yell at people for shaming people for eating nothing but super processed sugars, right. like I don't I, I don't know what it is you think you're accomplishing, besides making yourself feel better about your own poor life decisions. Right.
0: I think the uh, so the problem is whenever when, if something's just a standalone issue, I think people do well with it. But whenever there's overlap, so like there's just these two overlapping things. One is body shaming. That's not good. You know, don't be harassing people based on body weight or how they look or which you, which is all fine and good and then separate from that your health outcomes are worse if you weigh more right right also eat fresh carrots and right.
1: spinach right. instead of eating that garbage right, right?
0: like and it doesn't it's a, it's
1: again it's a question of scale right. like we've but sort of talked about is, a couple times recently right
0: the problem is that the the people who are uh the cruel people who are taking digs at people who are overweight they will use those, like, you know, eat a carrot fatty or whatever. And now, like, if you say, well, eating a carrot would be helpful. It's like, oh, you're on that side of the fence. Basically, there can be a middle ground. Like, if you say anything that aligns in any way with a point somebody on the other side made, you're kind of, like, on that side. Which Basically, there's, like, no room to actually have, like, a nuance, like, on this front, on health front, it doesn't matter what people say. Like the numbers are the numbers. Hypertension is a thing. Diabetes is a thing. All of these things are actually going to – your qua- you know, even if you make it to 60 or whatever, your quality of life is going to be terrible if you are eating a certain way. Uh, but you can't say that because if you say that uh, – People are going to mistake you. you can you.
1: say that. You should be permitted right. to say no, that because that. that is the way that you actually solve a problem for an individual. Right. So it makes people f- feel bad about themselves, I suppose. But like, I, I just don't know. I don't know how you can read a study that says people who eat too many so-called ultra-processed foods are more likely to have Alzheimer's. Right and not then turn around and say, okay, we should consider encouraging people not to eat ultra-processed foods and instead to eat more whole foods and fresh fruits and vegetables, and that would be better in terms of disproportionate— It would be
2: even better to not let those foods exist or make them more expensive.
1: But you're not going to do that, right? So you're you're not going to be able to fix this from the top down. You're not going to be able to say Frito-Lay is not permitted— to exist any longer as a company it just has to be a choice that people make
0: right but it, it's kind of it, hard to get to that without being without somebody leveling the charge of well you were a body we shape. haven't
1: had this problem we haven't had this problem with cigarettes for the last two right. generations right
0: but nobody's shames, not- i mean i guess people don't like the cigarette smoke but it's not the same like you know there's like there's a, an emotional component to eating there's all the other thing that so people are well, overweight and you have to eat and you do also you have, don't to eat. have to smoke right. but you have to eat right it's a slightly more so difficult it's, it, thing. it's
2: yeah it's not like don't eat No, you know
0: and then there's, anyway. there's a problem the other way where people are either not eating you know the anorexic thing or the bulimic mm-hmm. so it's like you're kind of there's like a sweet spot don't overdo it don't underdo it just do it All right. and
2: then you turn into a crazy person where you're like, "Oh, this is the exact thing that I need to eat, right. and this is the exact amount I need to eat." So like that sounds like a fun life.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure, but uh, and it's, it's easy, well, whatever, we don't have to get into it. But
0: just, the numbers I mean, aren't uh, every time I see a new report every five years, every 10 years, the the, the the rate of obesity goes up, and it's not just America anymore. It's like everywhere. like Europe is like this, you know, parts of Asia like this, Mexico's like this. It's like when you have easy right, to but, you know processed food is available and cheap. Yeah,
1: processed food is bad. Also, the the other end of the spectrum is completely fucking nuts too. So, you, like, you talk to my mother about this, just as an example, and like it goes from like, yeah, you should eat better, uh, like more whole foods, fruits and vegetables. Uh, don't you know? You you go from there. To absolute woo woo nonsense in like the the blink of an eye, right? And it's not just it's not it's not, not just my mother. Like uh, Barry Weiss's podcast a few weeks ago had some lady on talking about all of this uh, this stuff, and and yeah, she's selling a product where she wants to do constant glucose monitoring or something like that. Like this this lady has a a startup where she sells a, a Fitbit that effectively watches your blood sugar 24 hours a day and tells you exactly what's going on with your blood sugar diabetics so
2: diabetics do that
1: right diabetics do it she's trying to sell it to the masses as a way of helping you manage your diet as a normal healthy person which that makes
0: some sense wait so but a non-diabetic she, can uh, find some benefit from monitoring this sort of thing like that's the yes, argument
1: apparently you can
2: don't eat sugar that's what it will say right. it'll say don't eat sugar <laughs> that thing that's good don't eat it
1: right and it, like there there's an element of like You can really transform your life by eating better and have much better outcomes for yourself in terms of your health and your energy level and all of that, and that's all fine. But like it turns on a dime to pure woo-woo nonsense. Yeah. Like both like it 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 goes from like normal rational stuff to the craziest shit you've ever heard Gwyneth Paltrow say in like half a second. Okay. And I don't know why. <laughs> like there's there's something about starting to believe that you can eat better and improve your life in material ways that like it flips a switch in these people's brains and it makes them completely insane out of nowhere. Right. And I don't understand it. Uh, anyway. Uh, let's get back to uh, Hurricane in Florida. One of my—you uh, are talking earlier, Abe, about how the hurricane changed track, right? Because yeah. they were worried at first that it was going to slam into Tampa, Ta- yep. which is one of the most uh, heavily populated parts of the Florida Gulf Coast, at least until you get up into the panhandle there. And that would have been bad, obviously. And in st- it, at the last second, it sort of turns— more easterly right. and cuts across the gulf a little bit and slams into the into the coast south of it's tampa the left hook in the in the fort myers uh, cape coral area is such- which i believe i actually know some people who live down there oh. i haven't checked in on them or anything but probably should probably should it was uh, a big mess big like 12 i think it was a 12 foot to 15 foot storm surge in certain places and and largely unpleasant. I bring up the change in direction because you're talking earlier about, uh, you know, people say it, it must be climate change right. that uh, suddenly the change in direction. Uh, coast to coast AM years ago, uh, before Katrina happened, George Norrie, who's an idiot, who's the the Art Bell replacement. One of the, one of the things when I favorite George Norrie is an idiot stories is getting him to talk about. What happened to Hurricane Katrina? Because he's con- like legitimately convinced that one Friday night, because they would have open lines on Friday night, and they would also have the the prayer line or the they had a prayer list, and on on some Friday night, George Norrie added to the prayer list that the whole coast to coast AM praying community would pray for Hurricane Katrina to change its track and not slam into wherever it was projected to slam into, right? So they do this. He sticks it on the prayer list. And 12 hours later, Hurricane Katrina dramatically changes course (laughs) and barrels into New Orleans uh, and is the worst hurricane disaster that the country has seen in 100 years or whatever, right? Right. Like this big disaster. George Norrie believes that it's his fault – That Hurricane Katrina changed track (laughs) and there he doesn't do this anymore, right? He says, We'll we'll pray for your grandmother, we'll pay for pray for your cancer ridden niece or whatever it is, but we're not gonna mess around with the weather anymore because I don't think we understand our power. Right. Because we we changed the track of Hurricane (laughs) Katrina and killed all those people in the French quarter.
0: With uh, with great power comes great responsibility. I mean, I mean that that's the move, right? I mean, like he didn't appreciate fully what he was praying for, right? Because if you apparently not, because he wasn't specific.
2: Well, and that's with this changing the track thing. I can't imagine being a person who lives on the west coast of Florida on a barrier island for some reason, and hearing a hurricane is coming. To the west coast of Florida right. and not getting the fuck right. out. Right. Because they tra- If it doesn't hit you, it's gonna hit somebody. Right. Like,
1: to be clear, the overwhelming majority of people left. We have maybe at most, like if there's a, over a 100 confirmed dead, it might climb to a total of a couple hundred, right? right if it doubles right. between no, now and then. It's, t- it's the not, not that bad. Dead.
2: No, I mean, it's but pretty catastrophic. Also, get the fuck out. No. Yeah, it's
1: catastrophic, I understand. But But in terms of like uh, most people left, this is a place that – like Fort Myers in 1950 or something had a population of 10,000, and now it has a population of over a quarter million. great. Like there's there's a ton of people who live there, and the vast majority of them left smartly. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean relatively – I mean yeah, more people have left, but like I do wonder how many of those people who did die – it's, there's got to be a lot of people who are financially in a position to where they can't just... Like, where are they going to go to? They don't have a... Right, you can't just take right. off. Right, and it's, so... It's hard. Because every night... No, you know, the, on the news, there's, oh, they always find some idiot who's like, I'm going to write it out. My pappy did it, and his pappy did it, and nothing ever happened, and, you know... But, like, most people aren't probably that. They're just like, I can't yeah. afford and to go like anywhere.
2: medically. they're, right. I, I love
1: when they interview somebody. I shouldn't be laughing at these people. But they're like... I've been here since 97. I don't know why I'd leave it. like, 1997? It's like you're pulling rank. <laughs> not even 30 years ago? And you're like, I've been here forever. Right. Like, no, man. Do you not understand how like
0: time there, works?
2: The longer you've been there and a hurricane hasn't hit you in a horrible way, the more likely it is that it's going to. Right. But also, like, yeah. You got to go. Right.
0: Also, to to your point, Bob. Babe, when I was younger, those like since whatever meant like oh like wow, this person was like, you know, because they're, they're pointed to a time where I wasn't even alive. But now that I'm getting older, like wait a minute, I remember 1997. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's not that long ago. Like right. you know, it's,
1: it's the old thing. Like Anytime you like, you talk about a sports record, and it's like this is the most rushing yards in NFL history. It's like like goes back like 60 yeah. years. What are, <laughs> yeah,
0: relax. What are
1: you talking about? Who fucking cares? Like, it's it's nothing. Right. We will way more likely remember nothing about the NFL 150 years from now, now than, than any of these fucking records will matter at right. all. Like, I'm, I hate to break it to you, but like the shit that we care about now won't matter to anyone ever. Right. It's all going to disappear. And that's on the best the best possible timeline where we all survive, like humanity lives right. forever in perpetuity. Uh, none of this shit's going to matter. Not to
0: uh, poo-poo on uh, the American system, but uh, maybe just follow the European model. Did they not get it right again? Like, it seems like all those spaghetti maybe things. I just
2: don't know. It's a safe. lot of no the European models were
0: in the right direction. The other ones were just like, oh, it could hit the panhandle. It could, it's like, what? I mean, I know they don't know it's, it's weather, but it
2: could have right. done any of those. But things. But a lot of it a lot did. of noodles One were of heading
0: things. towards uh, the east or to the yeah. western Florida. Uh,
1: does it does it matter that the way that this stuff is framed in media is largely either a lie or at best an educated guess that is almost certainly not definitively true, like. So the way that they talk about this hurricane, you can find it on any website, any of the national news websites, is there are more hurricanes and they're more dangerous now than ever, and it's because of climate change. And they point at things like – like one of my favorites is the amount of uh, property damage, yeah. right, in, in real dollars, like you uh, inflation-adjusted dollars, more damage has been done. It's like, well, like I was saying earlier – Uh, The 1935 hurricane affected like uh, 40,000 people because there was just fucking nobody there. And now there are 20 million people in Florida. And so, of course, there's way more buildings and they keep building houses. So, way more money is going to be lost in the insuring of those buildings. Like, it's just an utterly meaningless statistic. It's
0: not even comparison. I think the Times or the Washington Post did like an illustration of the population growth. In Florida and those parts in particular over the decades and over the last few decades, it has grown a lot. So like a lot more people were facing the hurricane than they did in the past. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to compare the two. Uh, There's been some trickling of news coming out of Florida with insurance companies pulling out, not necessarily because of the hurricanes, although that's a contributing factor, but also apparently there's a lot of fraud with insurance Uh, in 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 florida but somebody was saying that you know maybe there are dooms there but they're saying we're not that far away from enough insurance companies just pulling out of a state like florida to say there isn't you know it would be cost prohibitive for anybody to buy our insurance based on the formula we come up with to make it worth it to us uh and so it would be too expensive to insure any property and so like now when you know DeSantis and the president uh, biden they're all everybody's saying the same thing as you do with after these things we'll rebuild but if you kind of keep rebuilding at the same places what if this happens again it's in like utterly 20 indefensible
1: years? it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense right. to rebuild in places that have that are either at or below like in the entire state of florida right. is fucking at sea right
0: and it should be uh, noted this is not like al-qaeda attacked us and just like fuck you we're gonna rebuild to show you this is a weather event like no. you can't like
2: I like Bob's idea of only building disposable housing basically
1: right so you and like, see this you don't
2: get it insured you just that's your house right. and if it gets blown away you sorry. see all this
1: you see all this criticism of of mobile homes and like trailers and stuff in Florida because it's not built to withstand hurricane force winds and and unnatural weather events of of the sort that we saw with Ian where it's very powerful storm and On on the other hand, my thought is like, well, if you build a really expensive house on stilts and it gets knocked over, well, then you're out a really expensive fucking house. But if you just plop down a forty-five thousand dollar trailer in Florida and it gets knocked down, well, you're just out a forty-five thousand (laughs) dollar trailer. Right? It's not exactly a big deal. You
2: could make them nice too. Yeah, sure. They can be fine. And just don't insure (laughs) them. Just like. Anything, you know, I didn't insure yeah, this computer. I mean, i like, if it breaks, I've I'm fully, out of computer. I yeah,
1: fully believe that we should just turn Florida into one gigantic tent city and, and you don't it's have to worry about insurance park. The at all. The whole thing is yeah. a
2: trailer park, anyway. It's the barrier islands, right. like in the inland ones, it makes sense to like fortify them because the hurricanes aren't going to be that strong inland, right. Right. But on the border, they're 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 anyway, the but, armor of the in the inside part. Right. Back you to put my, your house on the outside of the armor. Right.
1: In my opinion, the, the more interesting question here, like, does it matter that the media frames this entirely in stark rhetorical terms, in, in, in as far as this is because climate change and that this will only get worse because climate change? Even though I, I hate to break it to the religious types out there. It's hard to prove over the course of the last century plus that there's a meaningful difference in terms of number of storms and more powerful storms. Right. Like it's just not true, and it, if you see data that suggests that, it's usually being cherry picked from like uh, the late '70s or the or the '80s on to suggest that there's an actual trend here right. where the, where something is happening. It's not. It, it doesn't seem to be the case. That there are more and more powerful storms because of uh, so-called climate change over the course of the last century, which is the only time that we have this, this teeny tiny little drop in the bucket. In terms this is not to say to be clear, this is not to say right. that the burning of fossil fuels does not contribute to greenhouse gases that help warm the planet, and that that is having a, a meaningful impact on uh, the world right I, I fully believe that, but also you it to me it it 's begging for people to write you off as total right. bullshit if you make uh, absolutely definitive assertive claims about a link between car exhaust and uh giant giant hurricanes. And people are just like, ah, oh, bullshit. Right. Like, I just don't believe you. And also like, what do you hope to accomplish? Nobody's going to drive less because they read in a New York times headline that like climate change is impacting, uh, is, is making for bigger hurricanes. Right. Like it, it has no policy impact whatsoever. So what's the point, right. especially if you're going to lose half the audience right off the bat. Anyway, right.
0: I'm not a scientist or anything, but like, uh, are forest fires a better argument regarding climate change than hurricanes or is it the same on both fronts where you can't draw any conclusions just yet like the the frequency of fires in america and australia and europe right but i mean not to not to go
1: the full trump and the the, the raking of yeah, forests yeah thing, the managing but but there's a, a legitimate question of a uh, like poorly managed forests that result, and and just the way that we build neighborhoods in these poorly managed forests that are going to, and yeah, and then of course they bring out the numbers like oh, a hundred billion dollars in damages. Right. It's like, well, yeah, there were no fucking houses there before, you, and now there are right. houses. Did there. you
0: catch? Uh, it was like a recent sixty Minutes episode uh, where the, one of the segments was about managing the forests and how, like, there was like some. St- The state agency or whatever, they had a a piece of land somewhere, uh, and they managed it a certain way where they kind of had these, like they they cleaned up some of the dead trees and whatever and created some barriers. And then the National Park Services or whomever deals with the federal land, like they were basically surrounded, like this uh, small town was surrounded with federal land, and the federal agency responsible for cleaning that part up did not do so because there's a lot of land. They're like, oh, we'll get to it. They had all these plans like 10 years ago. Oh, it's a great plan, but they didn't execute it. And there was a little fire that started and they were kind of lollygagging to put out the fire. And it just grew and grew and grew. And it destroyed this town. Like it just totally destroyed this town. But this like small little place that did the right thing, uh, the fire just stopped. Like it just kind of went another direction. Now,
2: I have a client whose son is like a forest fire manager.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, but I mean, to be fair to the f- the bigger land, I mean, the, the 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 thing that survived was such a small thing, so it was kind of an easier thing to to set up. But it was kind of like a proof of concept. Like if you right. set it up this way, you can. I mean, there's going to be fires, but you can mitigate it. And like if you create enough distance, even like the embers are not going to catch on because it's so far away. It's not going to be like this runaway train of fire uh that we keep getting uh so maybe there is something to to that but i just wonder like are fires caused or are they more frequent because of or is it like you can't make that con- you can't draw that con- conclusion either like is are we
1: i don't know what i know for certain is that like whatever fucking
0: bachelor of journalism that they
1: have running the assignment desk at the at the local paper doesn't fucking know
0: right. Right? Like, right, I don't know. It just yeah. They, don't don't speak with these... such authority on things that you you don't have any authority on. It's like
1: right, especially if you're going to only cause negative outcomes to the thing that you allegedly yes. want. Yes, but
0: no. That's yeah. Whatever. That's true. You're doing more harm than good.
1: Right. Speaking of doing more harm than good, I will transition in that way to something that's going on here in Virginia, Ooh. which is that in 2021, Governor Northam passed a policy for for our schools that would change the way that the the school dealt with the the gender issue thing and let me pull up the page here uh, it, it became one of the one of the big things that helped get Yunkin elected here in Virginia was this concern over how the Department of Education was Directing teachers and schools and school counselors to deal with children who were experiencing questions about their gender identity and how to deal with those students the twenty twenty one guidelines and this will be paraphrasing entirely right i'm not I'm not gonna quote from the the guidelines. I'm just going to sort of paraphrase what the changes are. And the reason that, this, that I bring this up is because I've seen this passed around a, a number of different places as the, the new guidelines from the Yunkin administration will result in, in the death of trans kids, right? right? That ultimately, because we've raised the stakes so fucking high that everything is both about everything and also right. a, also about life and death. Right? So, so it's not just that everything is everything. Everything is everything and it's a fight over the battle of the individual lives of everyone involved. Right? It, it, it's not just about whether or not the boy should be on the girls' swim team or not. It's about whether or not that boy will go home and fucking kill himself because he's not on the girls' swim team again uh just like the climate change stuff often entirely divorced from reality in a meaningful way and it's just, we're not actually talking about any real people here we're talking about imaginary people but that aside i've seen this this passed around as, and it it was asked of me to comment on this in a in a public forum about the new Virginia Department of Education guidelines not
2: specifically you
1: no no but it is asked it is asked of the good people among us, to uh, to make your voices heard right. and make sure that you support trans youth in Virginia. And so I went and I read the entire updated. It's called the 2022 Model Policies on the Privacy, Dignity, and Respect for All Students and Parents in Virginia's Public Schools. You read this whole thing. It's like 20 pages long. I'll make sure there's a link to it in the show notes if you are similarly interested in in reading through it. And really it just comes down to like the last two or three pages in the appendix because it's a bunch of preamble and then they actually explain what they're getting at there at the end. But as far as I can tell, the big difference between the 2021 policies as instituted by the Northam administration and the 2022 policies as suggested by the Yunkin administration and presumably to be implemented before the end of the year because I, I do think that these will go through. Do they
0: have the votes? Isn't the- it a split uh, legislator?
1: Yeah, but ultimately I think they can just do okay. it. I think it, it they can this is going to happen. But it, it comes down to essentially in 2021 they said that the school can keep a secret from parents in terms of this stuff and in 2022 now the amend, the amendments would be that the school will no longer keep secrets uh, about the children from the parents and that might not be an entirely char- charitable way of putting it but i think that it is the fundamental thing at the heart of
0: this the secret being what like a a child transition if i'm a kid
2: who has super religious parents or just highly traditional right. and i'm like i'm a girl i'm me but like i kind of wish i were a boy okay. so at school i'm like all right i'm a dude here he him him okay the teachers no longer can keep that from the parents
0: and they're not going to make any exception to like uh safety concerns like oh i got like some taliban parents they are going to kill me uh they're it st- doesn't say okay
1: no so that's so that's not true you immediately put your finger on the heart of where i see the illogic here because in the updated 2022 guidelines just like in every guidelines ever put out by a school It explicitly says if the school, a teacher, counselor, any any school-affiliated adult believes that the child is in danger from their parents in terms of abuse or harm from their parents or in danger of harming themselves, then social services will be contacted, right? that. That if you believe that this student, this individual, is in imminent danger of of coming to harm, either at their own hand or at the at the hands of their parents, we're going to involve the state.
2: They're only right? in imminent danger if the parents find out.
0: Right, so, so in this example, Bob, uh, the school. Oh, we'll tell the parents, uh, and if this brings about any sort of harm or potential for harm, we'll pass it off to the sometimes inefficient child services people that uh, let a lot of things...
1: Here's what what I'm getting at, is that in 2021, if I believed as a teacher that I have to keep a secret from my students' parents about their sexuality or their gender identity or something along those lines, I'm only doing that because I believe that they will come to some sort of harm. It is then incumbent upon me to alert social services (laughs) about that potential harm. Right. If I if I if this is a secret that this student wants me to keep from their parents because they believe that they would be in danger if their parents found out about it. You know what I know as a as a grown ass adult, parents always fucking find out about shit. And this kid's not going to be able to keep anything secret from his parents and therefore is in imminent danger of being maimed or abused or killed by their parents. And therefore, I need to alert social services. I don't understand what's different from that and the 2022 guidelines. So the change—it's like ultimately yeah. it, it comes down to the exact same thing. That if it's
2: just it, a land between being maimed or killed and the parents being cool, like
1: it's not up to me as an educator to figure out whether or not parents are cool, like, I, and that's what it comes down to. Like, it, it's a way of taking. The relationship between parent and school, which should be a cooperative one, which needs to be, in order for the child to get any sort of reasonably good education, it needs to be a cooperative one. And
0: it is at the lower grades, right? I mean, we're talking about high school or, I guess, junior high and up. But, like, yeah, at the elementary school level, like some of my friends here, they get notified, like, every time something, oh, this kid bit somebody or they pushed somebody or they did this and they did that. But this is, like high school somebody's transitioning and they have some concern that their parents conservative or whatever uh wouldn't like it uh and in the are you saying in the past or at least in 2021 the rule was like the the teachers were like oh i'm not going to stay out of this i'm not going to say anything at all uh if the parent asked directly to the teacher whether or not they're
1: kid- right so that's so that's so i've also like i talked to teachers that i know yeah. and it's like this is just not something that comes right. up. And,
0: like, yeah, just, that, that's what's weird about what? it. Yeah, it's how do they have any numbers in Virginia? Like how often? It seems like there, there's a lot of with this uh, trans-related issues. It seems like a needle in a haystack kind of thing. Like why is this at a, at a state level? Why is this like I don't understand? Like how many? How often do do these very specific sequence of events happen to where you need to come up with a policy and just like what like i mean does this happen a lot like it i don't know right so so it, it, it
1: i just also don't understand this this notion so imagine somebody walks into your trigonometry class you're a you're a uh, algebra two teacher right. and the and billy says i'm no longer want to be he him i want to be they them uh and also uh on parent teacher conference day, I'm still going to be Billy, and I'll be he that I'll be he him then, because I don't want mom and dad to know that I'm doing this non-binary thing at school. Okay. So can you can you please call me they them here in this context? But if you have to email my parents, I just still want to be Billy. Like in that way, this person is is now being asked to keep a secret from the parents, and I. I legitimately unless unless you believe that that person, Billy, would be in actual danger, then I don't think that you as a teacher have any compelling reason why you should keep that kid's right. secret because it's just it's not your role as a as an agent of the state, as a teacher in a in a public school but, no. to be doing okay, that, that. that's fair you don't have to go out, you don't have to go yeah, out of your way right, exactly
0: so that that's a fair position, but like. Unless the parents directly ask you, when would this ever come up? Like, oh, Billy's doing great, you know, kind of sucks at math, but, you know, I'll get it. Uh, and that's it. But, like, what, I mean, that's what, again, I'm trying to think, like, are there, is there a case study here where a parent said, is my kid saying, call me them, they? And the teacher's like, oh, I don't
1: know. Like, Right. This is what any time that we try to have this conversation where we don't default to the hyperbolic nonsense about dead trans kids. Right. You can't have right. it. Because the logic, when we try to have it in terms of, like, give me an example or uh, give me the logical conclusion to this, that doesn't involve the hyperbolic nonsense on one end or the right. other, where it's like, well, Billy just wants to go into the girls' restroom so he can ogle naked girls or something like that. He's, he's just a secret pedo or a, or a rapist in training or something along those lines. On the That's the crazy Republican side of things. And on the other crazy side of things, it like, well, this is just going to result in dead trans kids. Like, no, it it probably right. won't. And if you have reason to believe, whether it's 2021 or 2022, that this is going to result in actual harm coming to this child, then you are, you're a, a mandatory reporter or whatever, right. right? Like, you have to alert social services that this person is in a, a position at their house that's not safe right. and that something should be right. done about it. It becomes... This storm in a teacup about absolutely. So nothing, has this right? become it,
0: that? Like, is this a big thing in in the Commonwealth? It was the whole
1: thing that got Yunkin elected, right? It was the whole basis that the, the, the so called
0: parents' revolt, but it was like phrased around like par- parental choice. It was a huge part of it, okay. and
1: yeah, largely it probably it, it it helps that it was mixed in with the COVID stuff yeah. and the school and the closures. CRT. Yeah. And they throw the CRT in there, too. But this is a big part of it. And that's why this is it's an important thing to the Youngkin administration that they roll back the the changes that were made in 2021. And I just can't get excited or, or like angry about the fact that effectively the change that Youngkin is doing that is allegedly going to create such harm is just we're not going to keep secrets from parents and like it's just it's just so clearly to me not the job of the school district to keep things about your children from you as a parent and i think like i think that people who have who are very compassionate and empathetic about their non-binary teens or what have you actually if you if you present this to them as uh separate from the the gender issue you, you take it out of this context of the gender thing where they want to be as empathetic and progressive and loving of their child as possible uh, in order to prevent the child from often themselves in the bathroom or what have you which yeah by all means please But if you somehow came up with some other secret that your kid was trying to hide from you, you'd be suddenly less sympathetic to this idea that the the math teacher is keeping secrets from you about your kid. It's like, no, this is my kid. This is my business. You're not in the business of creating walls between me and my child. The whole point, like, we we this is a a a relationship that we have together where we're trying to raise this person up uh, to be a, a, a functioning member of society, and like you keeping. Secrets from me about them doesn't make any right. sense. You
0: shouldn't have an adversarial relationship with the parents of, of the student. It didn't make sense.
1: Right. The Onion filed a, a, a brief at the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is back, and the Onion had to explain to the Supreme Court what parody is. I'll put a link in the oh, show really? notes. It is definitely worth reading. We didn't get to the thing that I said we were going to get to, which is about uh, the Florida going to war on academic freedom. And we also didn't talk about the end of the internet as we know it because of that goofy Texas law. Perhaps we'll get to that next week. You see the story about the NYU organic chemistry <laughs> professor who got shit-canned because yeah, his class what happened? was too hard?
0: It was too hard? They fired him? Not not only was uh, the class too hard, apparently organic chemistry is hard as it is, uh, yes. but...
1: It's like the classic one that you always hear people like... It's
0: the even out at, class. Right,
1: even at like uh, bum-ass schools like the University of Georgia, organic chemistry was the one that everybody was scared oh, of.
2: It's, if you thought you were going to go to med yes. school yeah. and you can't do organic chemistry, you're not going to med right. school. That's it. And,
0: and that, that that was a case here. Basically, a lot of meds hopeful, med school hopefuls uh, took the class, and I think like a third of them uh, raised hell... In the story, it seems like it's not just, oh, these kids can't, you know, hang with uh, the rigors of blah, blah, blah. It, it seems like this particular teacher seems to be kind of a dick. Uh, he is uh, not very helpful with, you know, being... A- He's 84 years right. old,
1: right? He's one of these guys who gets up there and lectures and expects you to know your shit. And then other if you don't know your shit, then you if should study properly. I knew
0: my shit, I wouldn't be taking this class. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, What's right. the point of being there's, a teacher? Be if, I mean, I get it, you know. It's a difficult course. A lot of people are going to fail. But like if your thinking is like you should already get it, it should come easy to you as it does to me, it's like we wouldn't be having this you know, student-teacher relationship if that was true. Like what the hell? Like you have information that I don't, impart it on me, and I'll do my best to kind of pick it up. But if you're not concerned at yeah, all, yeah, sure.
1: But we're talking about we're talking about fucking NYU assholes right. who are defense, putting together a petition in the, in yeah. the
0: defense of the NYU students. Uh, they didn't ask for this. That for some reason the school just said fuck. This. Maybe this guy has been in trouble for a while, and they said fuck this guy. Well, they did ask for they it, right? I mean, they for didn't for ask removal. specifically
1: for him to be right. They didn't ask for him to be fired, right. but they asked like, they said, can we do something about the fact that like we're all failing this goddamn right. class?
0: Which is you know, hey, it, it's their right to to make that. Complain, but they didn't. They didn't specifically say, "Hey, we want this guy gone." To say this is not a good system that he has, and they—they're like, "Ah, forget it."
1: So I bring it up largely because I think that it illustrated something about the conversation around cancel culture that. The reason that people are able to brush aside cancel culture as a as – a, like uh, your, your Jamel Buoys yeah. and your, your other types yeah. who say, ah, oh, cancel culture isn't a thing, it's because people insist that this is a story – that is cancel culture, right? This is not cancel right. culture. This is – nothing about this is – cancel. this is just a professor. And and so it's like this becomes this thing where he lost his job. And it's like, oh, somebody lost their job. This must be cancel right. culture. And I saw this presented by people on the right yes. as a – like your, your typical anti-cancel culture warriors as a cancel culture thing. And then I saw it from people on the left saying – that this proves that cancel culture isn't a thing because this doesn't seem like cancel culture to me. It's like no yeah. no no. You're you're both fucking wrong here, which is that this is just not an example right. of other a,
2: people get fired all the time. right
1: of a cancel culture story. This is like conservatives love to pass around the story that's like, oh, duh, snowflakes, right? Like uh, snowflakes, yeah. uh, that, college snowflakes. That, that's their beat. Like, that's, yeah. It's like their favorite fucking yeah, thing. Yeah. If they can get a story that says, oh, yeah. snowflakes, then they're going to pass it around. It's going to become this right, big but thing. it drives a lot then, of
0: engagement online, though. Like I'm sure the numbers go through the roof when it's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. But it's not cancel right. culture. Right,
1: like cancel, and it's the same thing that they do with political correctness, where anytime somebody is just an awful fucking human being, yeah. and then somebody <laughs> says, "Ah, oh, you're just being politically correct," now somebody else gets to come in and say, "You see, yeah. this isn't about uh, political correctness; is just a cover. Uh, everybody just wants to be a racist right, asshole." Right. right? So, so uh, the complaints about PC aren't actually anything except racist right. assholes. It's like, no, 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 that guy is a racist asshole. Right? That can be true. Right and also just because somebody else showed up and said oh you're just you're just a PC wussy that doesn't make it actually the thing that they're right, talking about right. that just means that the second person is a fucking yes. idiot right? That's all that means. So all you've done when you say this isn't, like this proves that cancel culture isn't a thing is all you've done is said, actually the person who reacted to this first that I saw, that person's a fucking idiot. And now all you're doing to me, Bob, fourth now removed from this fucking story, is a maniac on Twitter and I'm like, no, you're just a fucking (laughs) moron. This has nothing to do with cancel culture. Go read the story in the first place. This is something else entirely.
0: It's even, a lot of people are uh, idle online until... These stories, and if it's close enough uh, to their beat or to the thing that they're into, it either is that or they're going to make it that, right? So, like, if something like this, you know, because they're hearing, you know, NYU, that's not like a liberal place. Um, teacher getting fired because something was too difficult. Like, my, my initial thinking was, like, oh, it's going to be the the people who are, like, oh, the young are soft than the old. Like, I'm old and back in my day, blah, 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 blah. But... I guess that that isn't as uh, uh, f- uh, a strong of a force as uh, cancel culture. I think we're just too stupid to fucking do anything, <laughs> right? Like, I just think that we're very bad at this. Well, it, as it, a it, as a collective, is it Like, don't you? Like, I always think, like, okay, people are just kind of seeing what people respond to online, and then they'll kind of mimic that or or they'll gravitate towards that. So they'll see online like these kind of stories and these kind of takes. They get a lot of engagement, so everybody just kind of jumps on these stories just for that. So even if it's like, well, if you read the whole story, and a lot of people don't even bother doing that. They just see the headline, and just that stupid dopey old teacher, and they like, they draw a conclusion to say, this is an example of that. Without reading all the paragraphs below, because they got what they wanted out of the story. All those words below, all they can do is just undermine what they want. And so they'll just stick to the right. top thing and they'll like, hey, hey, read this. Look what's happening on that side, you know. And then the other side is like doing the opposite. Speaking of
1: just getting the top thing and not worrying about any of the details, does Herschel Walker being oh, accused oh of having, having written a check to cover the cost of a girlfriend's abortion, not in 1987, right? Yeah. Not, not even in 1995, oh. But in 2009, right. just, just, we were doing we the were show. We were doing a podcast. He could have been, yeah. podcast, We were making a podcast, then. 20 all that. And, and Herschel's cutting physical right. checks for his girlfriend's abortions. People
2: were cutting checks back then. Yeah. E-checks Does, weren't really a thing yet. Venmo definitely didn't exist.
1: That was step one. That was the, the Daily Beast article that comes out. And then his son, his MAGA-loving son, Christian Walker... Uh, comes out with a series of videos in which he he's just finally lost it. He's he's had enough of Herschel. Stop lying about my mother. Stop lying about me. You chased us around for six months to six different houses, threatening to kill us and do violence to us. I'm done with you. And and uh, does that move the needle for Republicans in Georgia at all, or is everything as as some Republicans have said this week? This was all baked into the right. cake already, and it doesn't matter.
0: I, I think that the latter is true like i don't think it's going to make that big of a difference because uh a lot of the the decision making is basically like we want control of the senate and and having uh warnock out dana dana loach
1: or lash or whatever her name is from the nra and she has a podcast she said the the quote is uh, i I don't don't care care
2: if herschel walker paid to abort endangered baby eagles I want control of the Senate.
1: I just want control of the right. Senate. And
0: that, and that's what it comes down to. I mean, the thing, I mean, just to be honest, I mean, Walker, great running back, but he is a terrible political candidate for office, any office, not just the Senate, just any office. Right. So like, basically, it was a very cynical move. I mean, I guess spearheaded by uh, the likes of Trump. He's got the name recognition, and he's black, and he's going up against somebody who is black, and they're like, "Ooh, we we'll probably take you know, siphon off some enough votes from Warnock's base, and then get all of the regular Republican base, and I'll put him over the top." I'm I'm assuming that that was a calculation as as to why Walker, who outside of that potential math. Uh, is not qualified at all. Like, he's not a suitable candidate. He They're hiding him from... I mean, you know, like, he's not old. They're hiding him because he would do terrible at a debate. Like, I think initially it was supposed to be three, and now it's down to one. And they're basically like, we're not going to engage in debates because all it will do is just make clear that he's not fit for this particular office. And so if you've... He's not... Like, I. And it, it's
1: stupid to even say that, right? right? Like... What do you mean he's not fit? Of course he's not fit to be a right. senator. Right? So, right. like, in the same way... Like where he I doesn't jo-
2: know anything. My joke
1: at the top about, like, the, the natural experiment thing. Right? So So I don't want to say that this is a conspiracy, oh. obviously. Okay. It's stupid. But if you were designing a candidate who could convince the most number of people... To nihilistically believe afterwards, once he's ascended into the seat, that, oh, obviously nothing fucking matters yeah. anymore, right? Like, if, if your goal was to just convince people that the entire system is a corrupt, stupid joke and, and a, just an absurdity, like a, a stupid sketch that you would see in a late-night television yeah. show, like, if, if Trump didn't convince you of that already— then isn't Herschel Walker designed in a right. lab to be exactly that for anybody who foolishly holds on to any feelings of yes, it actually matters who a senator right. from a state right. is. I mean, right? yeah, like because it, if he's if he becomes the this, this senator from the state of Georgia, we've already got Tommy fucking Tugerville. Right. This is right? yeah, that's from, a good from comp. Alabama. Yeah.
0: yeah, basically just like uh, you know they, they like football over in Alabama. Just get that guy who. Was the head coach for Auburn, you know, from one of the schools. But
1: now you get a, a Republican candidate who's as who calls himself more pro life than anybody ever, right? he says that he's he's uh, he's completely pro life, who is apparently documented that he paid for abortions he just for know his girlfriends. What that means. No, I know, but like that. The the point of that is like then clearly what the message to the general public is: lol, right. nothing right. matters. Right? It's just lol, nothing matters. Nothing. It's all a fucking farce and a joke. And whether that's the point at the outset or not, that will be the result.
0: Right. But also, nothing matters except for for power, raw right? like raw naked power. We just need to get to at least fifty. I mean, we won't have the tiebreaker. Over the next, you know, the the Republican thinking, you know, but at least you'll.
1: I would agree with you, except this was a cakewalk for the Republicans with any normal candidate, right? right. So, but so, so any but the problem is that normal yeah. middle of the road candidate. Could just take that position, and if it's just about raw, if it was just about the raw political power, then any normal dirtbag Republican would have been just as acceptable. And you don't have any of this, like, wait, Herschel fucking yeah. Wal- <laughs> like multiple personality, right. gun to his wife's head, right. Herschel
0: Walker, right. that guy. But it would have been that, except for. Trump, right? He's kind of undermined the uh, McConnell's effort in Georgia and where's Dr. Oz? New Jersey, Pennsylvania, wherever he's pretending he's from. Right. Uh, like he basically like he gravitates towards celebrity, people he knows and people he thinks people know, you know, from TV or from sports. Like those were two gettable seats and now they're likely to lose those two. Uh, and all because Trump said, "I want my guy." Like if they just let it run its course and got some generic Republican person uh, from the bench uh, to ascend to the senatorial campaign, then they would have basically be where Kemp is because Kemp. And this has been consistent. You know, the numbers are growing wider from Warnock and Herschel Walker, right? I mean, it's, I think it's like a three or four point lead, and then it's expanding to six points. Like it seems like Warnock is on the way to hold his seat. And, yeah, and, and, it's still a coin flip, and, though,
1: especially given the given the Republican undercount in the polls. I think it's still it's, – it's, it's way closer than it ought to
0: I, be. I, I I'm not sure about that, but the same polls who you're saying is an undercount are showing a similar lead for Kemp, right? So they're asking similar people, and on one hand, they're saying, I'm going to vote for – I guess they're both saying the same thing. I'm voting for the incumbent. I'm going to vote for the incumbent governor and the incumbent senator – they're of opposing party. So there seems to be split ticket voting. Now we'll see how yeah. it shakes out. But to me, that trend line seems to be consistent. There hasn't been too much movement where you're seeing Walker winning by a lot or Abrams winning by any. Um, it seems like they're down consistently in the last few months. And so if that holds, then if you replace Walker with somebody else like a Kemp, then they would have won both, right? I mean, that's the thinking.
1: It's just – it's such a bummer to me that the state of American politics is that we just say out loud that all we care about is raw political power. And then literally nothing – absolutely nothing else matters. But you
0: can't do anything without that. And that's why I always say like all this – But that's
1: a failure of the experiment then. Like if if it's just – then like – and to be as stupid and hyperbolic as possible – but, like, if all that matters is the will to power, then the experiment is over. It's then, not, it, then,
0: Right. I mean, we're just like, you know, like, a, like the New York Jets, you know, suck for a little while. They're going to turn the same things around, just like America will. Just give it a few years, and we'll be fine. But right now, not, not a good place.
1: America is just like the New York Jets. You've been listening <laughs> there to...
0: There you go. Jets are
2: America's team.
1: Cast Iron Brains, a podcast with Bob and Abe find the show on facebook or twitter head on over to brainiron.com castironbrains.com the opening and closing themes of the show were composed by mark gillig it's in a rock and roll band t-e-t-r-a-m-e-r music.com tetramer music.com go check them out abe i understand you've been to the movies this week
0: i've been to the movies uh a couple of times i want to go see uh Smile, which is a horror movie, which is actually not bad. Uh, I guess I uh-huh. don't hate horror movies because for a while I'll, I wasn't into them, but I've seen a few this year. That's cool. And Smile's is I... getting
1: uh, very good reviews, I believe. Yeah, no, it's right? it pretty good. It. Like, yeah,
0: it's not too bad. It's pretty scary. Uh, I also want to go see Bros. I think I maybe I may have been in the only full theater because that movie crashed and burned. Like, I think it made less than five million and this was for the weekend and this is a wide release this isn't like one of those things where like it's only playing in a few theaters it's playing everywhere all the time hey first
1: i would like to congratulate you on doing your homework and going to see (laughs) bros as a as a straight person you did you did the labor (laughs) as a as a good ally Uh, billy eichner asked you to do
0: oh Oh, yeah yeah. yeah by the way uh In some advertisements, they presented it as a rom-com, you know, and it is that, but not in a negative way. But it is, uh, just in a way, it is a very gay movie. Like, it is quite gay. From the beginning and the end, it's just gay, 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 gay. Like, no, like, explicit (laughs) stuff, but it is, whew, it's very gay. Uh, It was
1: also marketed as... Like an act of, of revolutionary uh, film going. It's an act of, of ethical bravery and, and an act of ethical import to go out and see this movie. Billy Eichner even went so far as to insist that doing so would make you a good gay and a good straight right. if you went out right. and actually saw this movie. This is a bad way to get people to go see your fucking comedy,
0: a your, your adult way. gross out
1: comedy that's also a rom com. Like, he
0: kind of just. Lashed out. I guess he was expecting better outcome. First of all, romantic comedies don't do that hot anyways. like no matter what. No matter how tame or how explicit or how raunchy. In the last few years, romantic comedies are more like streaming. They don't open wide in theaters.
1: Right. Also, they got to come out in January and February. They don't come right. out in, in Halloween season. What are you doing?
0: Yeah, like whatever that uh, Jennifer Lopez, Owen Wilson movie, it could be like that. Like Just release it in the in the dead of winter. But, like, the movie was fine. There's a couple of funny parts, like Billy Eichner's characters, like, trying to claim historical figures as gay, like— Abraham Lincoln was secretly gay, but nobody knew it. This other person was secret. like, he just kept on saying, no, no. He just wouldn't – you know, in, in that time, you couldn't be gay, but read right. his writings to his friend. So that part was funny, but the rest of it just was – like, the story, there was, like, no chemistry between the two dudes. Like, the other guy apparently is a Hallmark guy, like some – of those Christmas um, movies they do, he did, like, the yeah. straight – like, he's, like, the romantic guy. And they kept on making jokes about Hallmark – and I, I didn't know this going. I'm like, what? It, like, all right, this is the third time you circled back to Hallmark. Also, Billy Eichner, whatever he
1: might be trying to become, and, and I have no idea whether this movie's any good. I I imagine that I would laugh at it if I watched it because I think Billy Eichner's kind of funny. But like, Billy Eichner's presentation is incredibly off-putting to the overwhelming majority of
2: like, that's the point. Regular yeah. Americans, like yeah. it's yeah.
1: his whole shtick is right. I'm an incredibly unappealing human being. Right. right and and that you will laugh because people are reacting to me an incredibly unappealing human being, that's not the sort of person that drives many millions right. of people into the movie theaters right. to fork over twenty goddamn dollars plus popcorn. Like it's right. just not. I don't know. Like why you would then therefore think that America is a more homophobic place because your right. movie didn't do say, well. It's very yeah. silly.
0: It should say nothing about. I mean, didn't? Uh, it didn't? Uh, hocus pocus to whatever coming out like i think when the original one came out it 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 crashed and burned in the theater but it gained an audience in the coming years if he just shut the fuck up among the gays
1: by the way very popular movie among the gays big among the gays Uh,
0: (laughs) but if he just if this movie you know the best case scenario would be it's not going to be hocus pocus but like best case scenario is like people didn't go to the theater to watch it because they want to watch. Action movies and like whatever Tom Cruise is up to, right? It would uh, be
2: really funny if in twenty years around Halloween everyone watches Bros. <laughs> <laughs> no, just again, turns into it this like <laughs> cult Halloween hit.
0: Right, and by the way, I did like uh, you you guys have heard of Grindr, right? This this gay dating app, which is very um, uh, Grindr. It yeah, it's this Grindr. Yeah. It's like this gay app, right? And it 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 featured somewhat in the movie. Uh, is, is is
1: bros <laughs> is bros gayer than Grinder or as gay as Grinder or less gay than Grinder?
0: It is on par. Uh, but so for those that don't know, Grinder uh, it is this gay dating app. But it's not like the other dating apps uh, that heterosexual types are because there's a lot more like, hey, what's up? What you're into? Let's go grab a drink. No, it's and all dudes. There's...
2: It's all fucking gross dudes. Right. It is close. Yeah,
0: if you get rid of women, it is all transactional. Not only are they just like meeting up for sex, the app is showing the distance between you and the other person. This person's yeah. thirteen hundred feet away from you. It's like holy shit. Like there's no Go way get like a job over yeah. there. Wait, 13. 1300 feet plus the length of my erection. I'm like, we're practically neighbors. Come on over, buddy. <laughs> and it's literally that. And they're just like, hey, come over. And they just start Did engaging. Did you
2: not know about grinder before this movie?
0: I've heard of it, but I've never actually, you know, in this one, they actually showed the, the, how it looked, you know. So I was like, what is that thing yeah. at the top where it's sh- showing the proximity? And, and they're just like, show me your ass or your dick or your yeah. chest. It's like, very like, no, dudes all are the gross. other stuff.
2: You guys yeah. are gross. Dudes are gross, and when you gay ones,
1: it's, not it's our only dudes. It's not our fault. It's some combination of nature and nurture and the, yeah, the awful patriarchy. I'm not, I'm it's not, not my fault. I'm not blaming
2: anyone. I'm saying that dudes are gross.
1: Anyway, you yeah. also saw Blonde, but we're going to hold off yeah. on that until yeah, this we was watch it. We'll save the Blonde commentary for next week. That's what you can do, audience out there. Uh, on Netflix, new Anna de Armas movie, the Marilyn Monroe biopic based we watched on the, a movie. Joyce Carol Oates thing. We watched a movie, but I also want to save that for our blonde discussion, because I think that they will tie in a little bit. We watched a bad horror movie on Netflix called Hush, which is about a killer who shows up at a deaf lady's house and does killer stuff. It's not very good, but...
2: No, it was exciting for, you know, it was kind of what I wanted. Any known I I miss watching scary movies, but... I, Do you know who's
1: in it? Yeah, uh, the uh, John, John Gallagher, Gallagher Jr., Jr., the the big the face newsroom? actor from the newsroom. You know, the guy in the newsroom is always <laughs> spoilers?
2: A big
1: Face guy. Is he a bad uh, he's actor in, in the
0: like? Is he like no, the he's evil a great doer? Actor. He's actually no, no, like, better in he's this like great in it? than the, I would have the, thought the, he was. The evil doer as a bad actor. Is he like in the, yeah, in the story? He's,
2: yes, okay. he's a yes, he's a bad act. He's the bad guy, but okay. he's he's really good. He's fine. Look at him.
1: Anyway, we're gonna save my commentary on that okay. movie. I think for also talking we need about to talk
2: about the dragon blonde. And go to bed.
1: Yeah, quickly on incest dragon show. We had another time jump. More incest. How many? How many years did we jump in did this? Did we episode? jump this
2: time? I feel like that? No. No. Not. I mean, it, whatever. No one aged. Oh,
1: that's right. We didn't really jump in this. Ep- yeah. We, we I mean, jumped a... at the at the end of the episode. We kind of jumped a little bit, I think. But uh, from episode to episode, we only jumped like because maybe a week the, or so. The some.
0: previous episode, yeah. the the, the right. we the... start
1: we start with the funeral of the lady yeah. who right. self-immolated via yeah. dragon. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you Suicide think of this episode? By dragon,
0: I so again I think this continues on the they're still kind of. Going through this is why whatever comes next is important. Like I don't know what comes next, but it just still feels like there's going to be a a time jump between this episode and next episode because the I read somewhere that the the kids that were featured in this episode they're kind of basically a one or two episode thing and they're going to be older and so like the kid who got stabbed in the eye uh, is going to be older. All the other kids are going to be older, so like it seems like. I'm still kind of holding off on that.
1: This felt like the last sentence or paragraph in the Wikipedia yeah. summary yeah. section before you get into what like the rest of this story. Right. Like I, and I can't believe it took what seven hours, eight, yeah,
0: seven or eight se- hours to yeah, tell most of the first season. Right? Yeah.
1: But like, I have to believe that now, finally, because that I mean, spoilers. Obviously, I assume that if you're listening to us talk about this, you don't care, or you. I can't imagine why you're listening to us talk about this. Actually, now that I think about it for a second, but uh, <laughs> at the end of the episode, Damon and his niece Rhaenyra, yeah. Rhaenyra get married, yes. and like yeah. that was clear from the first moment in the first episode of the series that that was sort of where we were, where we were going. That these two were going to end up together, allied against uh, other forces in the Targaryen dynasty, and it just felt like this is an awful lot of table setting, and, like, if 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 that's all it was, we're not going to remember any of it. Because right. none of it is anything that matters, and it's the sort of thing that literally they could have sent out in a press release. Right. Like, everything that's happened in the first...
2: But that's not how television works.
1: I know, but they could have... You can't do a prologue to the prologue to the prologue. Right. Like, at some point, you just have to decide the story starts fucking here, right? Right. What I don't understand is how much of this was necessary that couldn't just have been handled... Like this is everything that we've seen so far in this show is the sort of thing that gets handled in flashbacks. They
2: they don't do flashbacks of a normal show,
1: right? Yeah, but you could right. Is that this entire everything that we've seen so far? You could have just started the story with the wedding or with whatever happens next week, and then if you need to fill in the backstory, you find a way to fill in the backstory. This has been a very unusual way of filling in the backstory.
0: Right. I, I've I've enjoyed all of it. Because every time it ends, I'm like, oh, I guess I, I can't wait to see what happens next. But you're you're right. And it seems like a lot of it is just kind of like you, not, you need to know the motivations for what happens next. I'm assuming people will die. A lot of people are going to die maybe by the end of this season. Like some of the kids are probably going to get – like something's going to happen. Because like there's no way you can do all of this and end the season – with more like, well, we'll find out what happened in season two. Between 8, 9, and 10, there's going to be some big move. Um, right. But it seems like it's being set up to where, like, on one side you have this incestuous whatever, and on the other side you have this fucking guy who's still not dead, the king. I, is he going to... I haven't seen the preview for the next episode. Is he still alive? Yeah, he
2: lives forever. He's actually in Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's re- remarkable how long this guy survived. But like, he should. I think basically, as soon as he dies, it's gonna, it's gonna open some sort of like civil war. Like who's gonna be the actual king? Yeah, yeah. they've
1: made and and also they've made Alison incredibly uh, unpleasant as a character, right? And I think that they've now shifted to because that move that they did with Rhaenyra at the end, where she like she allows her gay husband to take off into the night or whatever and go live his happy gay life in Essos with his gay lover. And, and we can just pretend that he's dead. And then I will benefit from the fact that people think I'm a ruthless maniac who had my husband murdered. And and that will be the rumor. And I'll live with that. But like deep down, I did the nice good thing and only the audience knows about it. Right. Right, So now they've, they've, they've pivoted finally to saying, here's your hero. Right, Right. but is she? You
0: you think that's what they're going with? Because on the on the other hand, the green lady. I know. I don't.
1: No one's the hero. But in terms of like what we're gonna do from now from from here on out. Allison is a crazy person, right? She's just, she's completely off her fucking rocker, and right. she does the wrong thing over and over again, and also her dad is a scheming scumbag right. who congratulates her for being <laughs> off of her fucking and rocker. she's having his second right?
0: thoughts, and he's like, good job, honey. <laughs> More of that. Right, right. So, like, this, this
1: is the bad person, and Rhaenyra is the good person, and that's clearly right. what the setup o- is although, here.
0: Right, but although I don't see it, it's weird. Uh, I've read that, like, the, she's being portrayed in certain, like, a lot of the the stuff are, like, self-inflicted wounds on her part. Renara, like, she's already on shaky grounds. In this, in this universe that they live in, women don't hold as much uh, uh, weight as men do. So, like, her being the heir apparent is not going to be respected by all. That's going to be, like, an issue. And what does she do? She's just very careless about it. She's just frolicking yeah, she's with her uncle. Up. Frolicking with her uncle, having a bunch of bastard children, flouting it in front of everybody. Like, and puts her in a worse position, and then the, the girl is being fed, like, crazy stuff by her old man, and, like, that crippled Laras guy, and other people, and that, the, that whatever, that soldier guy. Uh, and so she's just kind of being driven crazy, because she credibly believes that as soon as old man husband is dead, and Rhaenyra becomes queen, her whole family is going to be killed. So she's behaving right. rationally within that framework. Uh Although to everybody else, she, sat, she looks crazy. But she honestly thinks, I need to stop this from happening because if it does happen, my whole family is ruined. So, like, with that respect, it makes sense. And in to the TV audience, they're like, oh, when that Laris guy, he killed his brother and, and old man in a fire. Like, she had distance. Like, oh, I didn't ask for that. So, like, they're they're trying to keep both of them clean so far. As far as ordering hits on people, right? Neither of them. Yeah, I guess. Are, I guess you know. it just
1: seems it seems it seems clear to me that Alicent is also being presented as the more chaotic and least appealing of the of the possible right. uh, protagonists here. All right. and this is neither here nor there, and just a very brief complaint. The AV Club is a a website, avclub.com. I've been going to AV Club for as long as I can remember being on the internet, right? Like there's The Onion and there was AV Club and I've just been reading the AV Club for a very long time. It's very silly probably to complain about this, but like, I remember the Breaking Bad episode recaps. I think they were handled by someone named Donna Bowman, who was just a really good TV writer. Like she just okay. did a very good job talking about and recapping but also doing like critical analysis of Breaking Bad. And it, and there were there are no, and the Mad Men recaps on that show were very good as well. Like it's like TV criticism is this whole little subgenre. And it can be good, it can be bad, it can be in between. It's fine. AV Club, for many years, reliably, had good, interesting writers doing this. The person that they have doing the recaps for this show is, like, barely watching the fucking program, right. it seems. <laughs> like, consistently just getting entire plot points entirely wrong. Just right missing whole elements of the show and explaining them as though she fully understands them, but being entirely wrong. And, like, there's no acknowledgement of it from week to week where she just completely missed something. It's like, nope, we're just moving on here. And it's just very weird to me that they put that up with odd. that. at that web, the, the website is trash now. Do I, they have I'm too much on their Plate,
0: they got them watching too many shows like I got a recap Survivor and I don't know House I guess she's just like,
1: fucking around on Twitter the whole time because she just seems to miss like half of what's going yeah, on yeah you can't
0: do that with these shows you gotta just watch the show don't be doing two screen experiences or whatever because a lot of stuff just happens quietly
1: anyway it is very late Abe have you got anything else for us tonight nope Well, I guess that's all we've got for tonight then we will talk to you next time
0: later Just to withdraw my previous, uh, hey, didn't they change the hurricane thing? Uh, What I read and I uh, uh, mischaracterized earlier is that they're going to discontinue using the Greek alphabet when they come with the naming the hurricane. Because, you know, they would go, they would have an A name, a B name, a C name. And then when they ran out, Uh. like on a busy season, they would go to the alpha, beta, whatever, whatever. And they're like, we're not going to do that. So we'll continue with some other names. So it wasn't like the naming convention didn't change for the first time. Gotcha. yeah. so I got it also, mostly wrong.
1: we're well over halfway through hurricane season, and we're only on I, so I think we're safe. Yeah, very quiet in year, right? right? Yeah.
0: yeah, very quiet. I mean, this, a I don't know what, no, when a, they tally. A quiet
1: year for hurricanes because of climate change, of course. it's the only explanation.
0: <laughs> so like you can't say that. We can say it one way, but you can't say it the other way. But, like, yeah. Very Although, stupid. when they tally up the damage, this is going to be a big one. The billion like in, well, in prop, yeah, It's gonna be right. a, <laughs> no, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be a big no, but one. you know, like Hurricane Harvey, like in Houston, was like you know, they tally up the number, but I think this is gonna be a very sizable uh, a bill, yeah. Uh, the money just
1: doesn't. In one respect, it doesn't mean anything. And, like, it's so funny when I hear these things on the news about, like, who's going to pay for... Who's going to pay for uh, rebuilding in Houston or rebuilding in Florida or whatever? It's like, I don't know, do you have insurance with any right. one of the multinational fucking insurance companies? Whether it's State Farm or whoever. Like, the answer is, like, literally all of us right are going Except to pay.
0: A lot of people <laughs> uh, have exposure to flood, right? Because a lot of people don't carry flood insurance. And so you know i'm sure there's some federal or state program that's going to cover them but like right right but
1: just in terms of like yeah. the way that insurance pools work like yeah, yeah granted they're in florida and we're in virginia so in some sense we're we're buffered we don't it what happens to them doesn't exactly impact us yeah. but we're talking about companies that have like they're traded on the open market right yeah. like they, yeah. they have a <laughs> a profit motive and they're going to make their money one way or another and therefore the answer to who's going to pay for this is uh right. Everyone. Everyone, yeah. That's the nature of how it works. Visit the
0: coastline, don't live on the coast. That's my thing.
1: Much better that way. Much smarter.
0: Yeah. Good night. All right.
1: The coronavirus has provided social scientists with an invaluable series of possible fields of of obs... (laughs) Sorry. Hard to do this in NPR.
2: Too hard there. It, it's just hard to do it in
1: <laughs> in NPR podcast voice the whole way through, knowing where I'm going with it, which is a bad place. Yes. Don't
2: do podcast voice. Just talk.
1: It's fourth, but I'm doing it. It's all part it's of the joke. <laughs>